Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of type moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fay Fair, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. I was not eating M&Ms, just none. This week is our 26th episode. We don't usually call out episode numbers, mostly because we just didn't do it at the beginning, and then I never thought to include it. Like, uh-huh. um, But... Today is special because we are a bi-weekly podcast, Ben. We are. And you know what 26 means. We are means. a bisexual podcast. <laughs> no. No. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Same. Um, uh, we made it to a year. That's a little shocking. I I don't know that I like went into this podcast being like, oh, we're never going to make it, but mm-hmm. a year feels like a real accomplishment. yeah, yeah. yeah. I never thought, considered for one second, that we would ever stop doing this podcast up until, like, a couple people were like, oh, you're not going to be doing this podcast in a year or two. And I was I was like, why not? Yeah. I don't, I'm not do, I don't got anything. At this point, we're unstoppable. At this point, we're unstoppable. We've reached Fate's Day Night. Yeah. Well, if Tsukihime, so that's the... if Tsukihime sucked, there's a good chance we didn't <laughs> get to Stay Night ever. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing that makes today's episode exciting is that we're starting Fate Stay Night. Which we're starting Fate Stay Night <laughs> is arguably the reason that this podcast exists. Period. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you playing it and me wanting an excuse to play it when I knew that I would never sit down to play. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, me playing it, not not expecting very much, like kind of expecting it to be a relic mm-hmm. and be like, oh yeah, it was good at the time, but like I've played better things. And then playing it and being like, this is the best visual novel I've ever read. We both got into fate because of fate grand order. So I guess it would be well, more realistic. I got say. into fate because of Ben y- um, yes. and like started grand order and then watched zero. Uh-huh. So like, I would say zero is more of my on point than grand order because okay i had not done very much grand order when I, I watched see. zero i'm excited for zero because i wonder if i'll have a higher opinion of it this time than last time i think that i'm going to enjoy the the light novel way more than i enjoyed the anime so as some of you might know this episode was going to be yet another self-indulgent reflection on our past year Yes. Um, because I wanted to give Tsukihime a full year, which is arguably, well, yeah, anyway. Um, I wanted to give Tsukihime a full year because Tsukihime and the, the fan discs and, you know, stuff around it. But, um, and then M, uh, and, and Kim, Kim yeah. um, covered Fate Stay Night for Abnormal Mapping and shouted us out. And both of us were like, okay, I guess we're covering Stay Night as soon as we can. And it has been a month <laughs> since that. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, we are we are waiting through 20 years of Type Moon in chronological order. Uh, and so we had a couple of other things to get through first. But um, that's why we're starting Fate Stay Night today. But before that... You are not going to get away from us without uh, a little bit of self-indulgence. And so... Before we get to stay night, we have some tea to sip and some reflection to do on our past year. What's changed and uh, what we're going to work on going forward. 
Fen, there's no more Tsukihime aside from like references and Easter eggs and like spin-off goofy stuff. Until the remake. <laughs> like there's a Melty Blood in there somewhere, I guess. There are a couple of Melty Bloods. But but Melty Blood was already kind of goofier in tone. Than... Yeah, yeah. There's no more Where's Arcuid? Her name is Saber now. Her name is Saber now. She has a sword. And she's not wearing a turtleneck anymore. No. Yeah. Like, really just... Okay. So, for for people who have not been listening, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Uh, but, yeah. Um, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Uh, but, for those of you who don't know, the arc of Type Moon started out as uh, Nasu Kinoko and Takashi Takeuchi, mm -hmm. and they released a series of light novels titled Karano Kyokai colon Garden of Sinners. And they were a doujin circle, like fan, fan comic adjacent. Uh, we're like doing it original work, but kind of peers with a lot of people who are doing fan work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Dojin Circle is there are there are original Dojins. Yeah. Don't, don't. Um Yeah. So in that in going to Comicat, trying desperately to get people to buy their their light novels and then failing. Um, and then they they did uh Tsukihime, which is what the first eight months of this podcast was about, because uh, It's a journey. <laughs> we are doing, I would say, a, a pretty deep read. Uh, I don't, neither of us are like literary majors. Um, I've done, I've done some literary okay. stuff, but I'm, I'm not, not, I have a bachelor's degree in mixed fine arts. <laughs> uh, so don't come here expecting like critical uh, analysis of like textual, I guess do, never mind, completely ignore that. From me, do not expect like literary analysis in in the manner that you might find in something closer to academia yeah i am doing this for fun we're not that smart we're like no. pretty smart i think and we've gotten smarter but we're not like that smart yeah um so they released karno kyokai and then they released tsukihime and i think tsukihime really kind of put them on the the map yeah, totally um tsukihime is a visual novel about vampires uh, and death. It's like a horror, romance, eroge kind of game. It's rules. Go Fast listen thing. to go listen to our episodes on it if you're curious and and don't have any background. It takes us in a it. while to catch our footing. I think. Um, but it does. We started with Tsukihime bit, because the Karno Kyokai, the Garden of Sinners translation, uh, sucks. Yeah, late novels are bad. Bad translation. So we're gonna cover those at some point later. And. It's worth noting that like a lot of the stuff we are going to cover for this show is only fan translated, uh, especially the earlier stuff mm -hmm. that Type Moon put out. Um, yeah. Visual so novels are hard to translate or expensive yeah. to translate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they released Skihime and then kind of that they took off a little bit. Um, became a real company. They Yeah, they became a real company and released uh, two fan discs. Mm hmm. Um, plus disc and uh Toya. and then fan um, discs being like kind of like fan servicey DLC. Stand it's a mix of like 
both of them are a mix of original content yeah. that Nasu wrote mm-hmm. and uh oh and here's a collection of like fan work that like yeah. people who have have like a fan art gallery yeah and uh-huh. sometimes like short stories that fans wrote has like, like bonus material very much stuff that or a format that I don't know if it still exists, but made sense before the internet was really a thing. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, of course you you went to um you went to Comic Cat and like, oh yeah, you liked this thing, so you just bought like the work that had both new original stuff from the creator that you like and also just like here's a collection of like a hundred wallpapers that just uh-huh. a bunch of different fans wrote or uh drew. That's um cute. And then uh, they did a collaboration with French Bread, the fighting game studio, mm-hmm. um, to make Melty Blood. We weren't high on it. No. We're not fighting game people, really. No, but also the story was not... We're story people. Yeah. Some good stuff in there, but... Yeah. It was uh, marred by very frustrating AI fights. Yes. Um, And then, still before fate stay night came out uh there was an anime that jc studio jc jc yeah. crew we talked about remember. all of the shit that they've worked on they've worked on a lot of shit yeah that they put out and which was surprisingly good yeah surprisingly good terrible way to like experience no anime. don't don't Unless go watch the skihime anime and go like yes i have experienced skihime because it's just you have not i promise you you have not but in a theme that I am sure will will uh, come back to going forward is a perfectly fine way to enjoy something that you have already experienced but animated. Uh-huh. Um, and so then now we come to um, Fate Stay Night, which is the game that, for me at least, uh, kind of introduced me to Type Moon, even if uh, I didn't play it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you heard of it. Yes, certainly. I think we went over this in our first episode, but it is worth reiterating for, I am sure that we are going to get new listeners um, for this because no one knows or a lot of people know and care about Tsukihime. I don't think that it is nearly as widespread as Fate Stay Night, which if you're you're interested in uh, our schedule for the next decade, uh, you can go to, wait, Fate Moon Archive moonarchive.art it'll be linked in the episode description yeah there's a link in our episode description um to our schedule and you will see that upcoming is a lot of fate stuff and very very little tsukihime stuff yeah um this is really like this is the the uh foundation for released in 2004 um it is the foundation for the next two decades of fate yeah um or of type moon output yeah um and it's really it's the it's a right i guess we're getting a little away from um, skihime but it really is like this is where type moon goes from uh a small like popular but still relatively small group to um like both in production values and also popularity into a much more corporate is the wrong word but like uh professional yeah a little uh, corporate yeah well just like a, t- a taste of corporatism we're not we're probably not gonna get underage drinking anymore you know what i mean yeah i'm trying to think if there's any underage drinking in 
this game, and I don't think that there is. So, fun. We got a listener question that we answered last episode and then cut. Yeah, because it didn't really fit into last episode, and you um, wanted to take a second pass. At it. I wanted to take a second pass. At it. What was the question? Uh, let me pull it up. Let's send off Tsukihime. Okay, so Marin wrote in, uh, friend of the pod, previous guest, former, once and future guest, wrote in to say. Uh, howdy. Since this is the last Tsukihime thing that you'll be covering before moving on to Stay Night, this is, uh, well, yeah. This was anyway, uh, the anime was the last thing we covered. Uh, I want to ask about what you've learned from Tsukihime and its various fan games, like about visual novels as a form, your approach to covering them as critics, etc. Hope you all had fun, had a fun time with the anime, Marin. So, again, we, we took a pass at this and ended up cutting it because it fits better here than mm-hmm. it did in that episode. But uh, also I wanted a, a second pass at this. So I think I don't know that Tsukihime taught me very much about visual novels as a form. Um, I had read a decent number before that and kind of knew what they were roughly. I had read Stay Night, so... Yeah, I I knew a lot of like what to expect. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I didn't I didn't expect to find as much of Nasu fully formed in that game uh-huh. as we did. Uh, it's really interesting. I will say now, if you're listening to this and you're going, "What is Tsukihime? We're gonna try not to spoil. Uh, we're gonna try not to spoil Tsukihime too extensively. We'll talk about characters. Um, characters deals probably might come up. Yeah, except when it is directly related to. So we're not going to say like, "Oh, here is exactly how Arcoid's route ended." We should meow anyway. Um, yeah, we'll avoid talking about the endings. But well, no, because I think that there are like there are definitely times when it would it would behoove us. the The purpose of this podcast is to go in release order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are times when it makes sense to talk about the endings yes. uh, of like, oh, hey, there are parallels between like there are parallels between these two endings. We're going to talk about that. We're not going to go out of our way to spoil it. And so yeah. if you don't care, that's fine. But just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't like learn a ton about the the form mm-hmm. or anything. I think in terms of <laughs> on the other hand, I learned everything about uh both like a little bit about my taste i kind of i view myself as someone who's very permissive um i don't like most games Mm -hmm. but it's hard for me to have strong feelings about disliking something yeah uh so it was interesting going into kagetsu toya and getting through it and going like oh actually that was bad (laughs) like i really I really didn't enjoy most of that time. Um, I, yeah. And so like it, that was an interesting thing of like, Oh, I do actually have taste. <laughs> uh, I do have the ability to dislike things. I'm not just kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't just like everything put in front of me because I think on the other hand, like I do like most of Nasu's body of work that I have, uh, interfaced with or like, uh, read or watched or played. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it is very good. And so it was refreshing to to have something really early on that was like, okay, yeah, you do like most of Nasu's body of work because most of it is good. Uh, and 
and when something isn't good, you you can uh, like see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big visual novel guy as a, as a general rule. I've played We Know the Devil and Heaven Will Be Mine and Grand Order, and that's about it. I've done some other like visual novel adjacent stuff, but like classic like older Japanese visual novels, I don't have that much experience with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they rule. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tsukihime was so much more my shit than I expected, which is, of course, I should know. It's like a horror vampire like bullshit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's very good. But you know, what else was in that question? I don't have a lot of thoughts about this, honestly. I'm ready to move on. Okay. Well, also we spent so thing. long. Like the tale of Tsukihime was so <laughs> was like four months of stuff we kind of liked. I'm ready to go. I will say also that I think, as anyone who has listened to the past year of our podcasts will can attest, um, I have kind of found my voice as like mm-hmm. as a person on a podcast talking about fate um or type moon stuff i guess uh which is i still i think i'm still finding that Mm -hmm. of like oh specifically i think yeah uh finding finding times when i have a strong read on something Mm -hmm. and it is it is uh something that i will i will stick with you will argue with me about yes Mm -hmm. and um i think especially early on I was very much like a little more deferential to you or really anyone of like, yeah, I'm new at this. I'm probably wrong about everything I've ever said. And then you Uh, found out that I only say things with confidence and have nothing to back it up. (laughs) Yes. That, but also like talking with people and uh, kind of having, realizing that sometimes, yeah, I do just have different reads on stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's fine. That's totally valid. I don't need to uh like yeah i can i can have confidence in my own uh totally. opinions and stuff was like oh okay i guess i will uh that is something i'm still working on i think i'm still like the problem is partially listening to like abnormal mapping em and jackson have been doing this for 10 years and uh like homestuck made this world or uh just king things so those two so are phd's yeah. <laughs> like uh we will never be that. Uh, no. I don't think I like neither of us are going to be uh, like that well read mm-hmm. um, or have that skill set to like really just pick apart every every little bit of a work and say like here is broadly what works and here is what what doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's just not the thing that we're doing. We're going by vibes. Yeah, uh, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. It's all vibes, baby. Okay. I one thing that I learned is that I've started editing my notes. Congratulations, folks! Episodes might get a little shorter. That's the that is right. That is another thing I wanted to say was like our out of control run times. Um, having M shout us out was like, oh no, we need to be better about this. Some uh, people like long run time. Yeah, I like a long run. I like a like I like a long, long run time. But I think some of our episodes. Specifically, uh, Midrata Kiha ones where we spent four hours talking about nothing. nothing. Uh, I was like, okay, we can't, we can't do. That. I have my notes subdivided into sections. I have this should be about this long, 
uh-huh. for each section. Fen, uh, tell me right now, how long have we been recording? Uh, 27 minutes. We're doing great. Yeah. We're on tra- on track. So, like, I, we're not going to change the overall structure of the no, podcast. We're still doing a fairly close read of things. Um, we're not going to... I'm I'm eliding more details instead of, like, editing on the fly is the yeah. plan that I'm trying to... But we are, yeah, trying to be a little easier to follow. Yeah. I think is the... Mm-hmm. The The goal of this podcast is to make a thing where you don't necessarily, that's detailed enough that you can get a good read of the thing that we're covering without necessarily having to read along with us, right? That was always my goal because I know enough people who are really put off by the worms in Fate Zero Mm -hmm. and some other like content warning shit around Fate that I wanted to make something that theoretically they could come to. And have a filter to experience it through, right? Yeah. While still making it entertaining for people who've already seen that work and read that work. Yeah. So I think we're trying to strike a new balance with that. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Fen's going to be editing my notes actually, and Fen is much less precious about my notes than I am. <laughs> the yeah, I am very glad that Ben takes exhaustive notes because that's not us skill that i have at all um i have i had 10k words for the prologue i've cut about a thousand words off of that maybe more i have uh like 15 lines (laughs) (laughs) mostly because i know that you are taking detailed notes of exactly what happens and so i am like just yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah so like i i hope that our episodes are are i hope that our episodes remain fun and I hope that for new listeners that you uh, like our podcast. We're planning on doing this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, everyone who's been with us through the Tsukihime journey, I love you. Yeah. Thanks for... When when we started this podcast, here's the thing. When we started this podcast, we were fully expecting that like three people would listen. Yes. And they were all going to be our friends. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we got more listeners than we, we got way more listeners than I ever could have expected. Which is still not that many, but it's not we're, that, we're but a fairly it, niche podcast. I was expecting to put these to for this to be like really just a conversation that Ben and I have, and we put it out into the void, and no one ever responds. Uh-huh. Uh, so by that token, our uh, the the feedback we've gotten has every time we post an episode and someone's excited for it, it just makes my day. Absolutely, it rules. I think that's it. That's enough uh, self-indulgence. Yeah, 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 enough tooting our own horns. Uh, we're not doing our regular Yuri Tea Time section this, uh, this, this episode. Yuri this was Yuri Tea Time. We'll bring some new shit to talk about next we have time. A, we have a boatload of stuff to talk about. What do we have? Last season ended. Oh, last two, anime season. Two shows to talk about. We don't uh, We don't hardly ever talk about Yuri during Yuri Tea Time anymore. I want to talk we about change the name? DDDD. Oh, as well. That's Yuri. <laughs> I know that it's not dead like... demons. Destruction. Yeah. Um. I know that it's not. It's like textually straight. Mm-hmm. Very early on, mm-hmm. girl confessing to a boy. Mm-hmm. But the vibes, Ben. The vibes are the most Yuri I've ever seen. <laughs> also, I also have Yuri that we can talk about we should talk we should always try and talk a little bit about a yuri just so that we can keep the name and not have to like sell off the url well as you said the yuri the yuri in yuri tea time is is us us chatting 
is girls emotionally connecting over things that they care about. Yeah, this is your idea. Okay. So another little change. Uh, as much as I enjoy reading the content warnings at the beginning of every episode, we're not doing that anymore. Content warnings, there's plenty of stuff that need co- needs content or merits content warnings yeah. going forward. It'll be in the episode description. Yeah. Um, this is going to shave about five minutes off of our recording times. I as... took a lot of pleasure in reading some of those content warnings, but end of an era. End of an era. Ben and I no longer have to debate about which content warnings there are and exactly how to phrase them. Yes, because I write the episode description, so I will do whatever <laughs> I want. Unlimited power. Beer flashed like lightning. How is... Oh, right. No, right. Okay. So, you open up Fate's Day Night. And you get a screen that says, Hey, all characters depicted in this are over the age of 18. That's a bold lie. Spoiler. I think that there are three... There are three character... There are three humans with sprites who are over 18 everyone else is under 18 none of the characters in sex scenes are canonically over 18 yeah that sucks they're 16 and 17 um we're i don't know we've said this a few times i don't know if we said it this episode we're doing the rialta newer version uh, which is like an updated version of Fate Stay Night that was made for consoles that cut out the sex scenes and replaced them with like other scenes that are, you know, probably better. Yeah, for the most part. We are going to be playing the original content too, talking about the c- comparing them. Yeah. We didn't want to read this. We didn't want to have to do this twice for the minor differences between Rialta Nua and the original. Yeah. Also, there the, isn't a real tra- original translation, is there? The existing like. The existing good translation patch patches Rialta Nua and patches back in the sex scenes with an option to like on the fly disable them so that, yeah, we can we can play both versions. Largely, I think the changes that Rialta Nua makes are, let's see, new OPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the old OPs are incredible. Uh, please go look up on YouTube or something the the openings um to each of the fate route each of the fate stay night routes so like the original static ones. images sliding around on the uh, screen <laughs> visual novel ops just rule is the thing i always love them um so new ops remix soundtrack and then yeah and cut out the sex scenes and reworded some stuff visual updates i don't think that there were many visual updates okay this looks this game looks much better than yeah Tsukihime. the first the first thing that uh this playing this made me remember was oh right like takeuchi got way better at mm-hmm. art <laughs> in the i think it was three years between uh Tsukihime and stay night um and he has improved a lot oh right one more thing is that again i have read through Fate's Day Night, I think last year, two years ago at this point, and I made a Twitter thread for each route 
of mm-hmm. like just my reactions and that twitter thread is the reason that this podcast exists truly uh i was i was reading that thread going like damn i should play this fucking game um and so ben you have seen the unlimited blade works anime right yes. and that and done some wiki diving yeah but you don't have i'm missing like, a lot of the details of how these roots end basically yeah. And a lot of the, like, minutia. Mm-hmm. I, I know broad strokes who these characters are. I'm Sakura-pilled <laughs> uh, because of other Sakuras and other things. Uh-huh. So we're going to... This is uh, much like Tsukihime, which we, we both went into blind. Or mostly blind. Um, We're not going to, like... This is not a re-read... This is not a reread podcast. It's not a, a podcast where we're going to take each section and connect it to future stuff mm-hmm. um, or spoil like the endings of routes. But uh, I may occasionally make uh, allusions to future stuff. Yeah, I've only played the prologue. Either. Yeah, I have not played any further than that. I'm going to continue doing that. Fens played this before, but mm-hmm. OK, let's actually come on. Let's stop fucking wasting our time, Fen. Rude. How does this game open? Besides lying, uh, a spear flashed like lightning. Something. There's a spear coming at our uh, whoever's speaking's heart, the narrator's heart, and it is deflected by moonlight. Uh-huh. Fancy, fancy. What is the very first image we see in this game? We see. Oh, I actually have way more notes on this than I thought. Um, we see. A um a girl in armor, Ben. It's Fate's happening. Fate's here. The thing is, is that this girl, Saber, uh, uh-huh. I think she gets named Saber in this. She has a sword. She has a sword. Um, she doesn't, it's invisible. She is going to be the face of fate going forward. You've seen Saber. You've you if, may not know it. You've seen Saber. You have you have seen a blonde girl with a sword. In armor. Silver blue armor. Silver blue armor. Little Ahoge on her head. She rules. I love yeah. her. Um, cul- she has culturally infl- infiltrated everything. <laughs> uh, you may not know who she is. You may know who she is. Her identity is a big spe- big spoiler, technically. Yeah. So, worth noting, the Fate Stay Night plays character identities very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Again, we're not going to talk about the identities of any of these characters before the game reveals them, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, worth knowing going in. Um, what does she say? So, yeah, uh, whoever's narrating is just in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am too. <laughs> and uh, the knight says, I ask of you, are you my master? I have come forth in response to your summons. From this time forward, my sword shall be with you and your fate shall be with me. Now our contract is complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, right, another thing that Rialta Nua added was voice acting. Voice acting's the big Which thing. is massive. I would say the voice acting is very good. Yeah, uh, like there are some it. scenes that it is basically essential for. Uh-huh. Like, the scene does not land nearly as well without the voice acting. But um, for the most part, it's like a nice addition. Uh, the very first image... 
the CG that we see. There's a there's a blonde girl in armor standing over a ugly boy uh-huh. uh, in a blood-stained, sure. ugly school uniform. He's fine. He's fine. His outfit. His... I hate the school uniforms. Takeuchi has a gift for making school uniforms that look terrible. Really unappealing colors. Uh, no, he has blood all around his heart. Mm-hmm. The heart of his, his outfit. He's the one narrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's a short scene, but it's evocative. Good music. Yeah. Great, great intro. Right. A couple, one more thing to say. Um, Shiro says, like, he'll remember this scene even when he's gone to hell. Uh, the We know enough Japanese. We don't know enough Japanese to, to comfortably read this in Japanese. We have a lot of... Nasu's a very wordy person, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of text to get through. But um, there is enough to, like, I was like, oh, huh, I wonder how that is written in Japanese originally. And there's certainly, this is going to be an ongoing thing of, this translation is, uh, I think, Workman. Mirror Moon? Was it Mirror Moon again? Yeah, it's Mirror Moon. It is uh, Workman-like is maybe the best adjective. It's fine. It's very literal. Uh, I think it definitely loses some of the poetry of mm-hmm. um, like that's a that's, that is a great evocative line. Um, I think a a more literal translation of the line is something like even if I fall into another prison, my thoughts would always return to that figure, mm-hmm. which is like slightly different context, but whatever. It's it, and just yeah, I like the idea of that boy who we're gonna get a lot of that boy. Um, his thoughts like unable to stray from saber you just like saber i do uh there's also uh he says the blue outfit symbolizing her sways in the wind which is prophetic given that uh that outfit is going to be the face of fate yeah uh 20 years like oh yeah huh the blue outfit symbolizing her (laughs) yeah you have two sabers on your desk right now yeah, I have to have more. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, it's time Eight. for another another out of time uh, little bit. Mm-hmm. We open with another scene, a different narrator. Uh, a girl Wait. who... We have a, a sketchy image of some girl. Well, we you can't really see her face. Screen, don't we? After the, we get a title card, we uh, cut to another time. With a different narrator. There's a little girl. She's being pat on the head by some guy. Well, Pat is... He's not good at head patting. No. The girl's holding a book, and she laments that this is the last time she ever saw this man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says some cryptic shit about the association. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some stuff about... Fam- the family's like heirloom jewels and something about a basement and that's all normal enough but also there's a war yep fen there's mages killing each other in this yeah this is the first i've heard of this so this the girl is narrating this like thing about how this man is part of a magic war of some kind Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is telling her that someday she's going to have to fight it too. And uh, then he leaves. 
And she's like, what a great dad. <laughs> Off to die in the magic war. I'm going to be just like him when I grow up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she decides to follow in his footsteps no matter what. Yep. Uh, this is just the... This is fascinating because this is this scene mm-hmm. is crystallized. This is Fate's Day Night to me. Uh-huh. Um, like broadly thematically, uh, the previous generation had ideals that they pushed onto their children, and now their children are suffering with the consequences. Yes. That is Fate's Day. Suffering, trying to live up to them. Yep. Great. Perfect intro. <laughs> Now we're into the real prologue. It's ten years later. We are still in the shoes of this girl who is um, grown up now. Yeah. You know, she's like 17. No, I'm sorry. She's 18 years old, legally speaking. She's 17. Oh. She's a second year in yeah. high school. It's ten years later. The magic war is coming up again, and she's jazzed for it. 131. We got dates again. Yeah, I'm always excited when we get dates. Love a date. At this point. End of January. Oh, one more note. Is that uh, her dad's last words to her were as a mage. Like, mm. he could never be normal. He couldn't just say, like, hey, and also, like, I care about you. Please have a nice life. No. Mm. It was uh, his last words. I don't remember exactly what they were. I didn't write them down. But was it the line where he was like... <laughs> mages are all obstinate people or something like that i think i think it was something else okay okay. um that's a good line though it is a good it's true yeah it's something like like if i don't win you have to ah yeah great dad he seems like a really great dad yep uh yeah it's january 31st it's january 31st and the backgrounds are no longer photographs Uh, they have a background artist now yeah that's fun uh, that's fine. They look good. They they do. I miss... You miss the rough and ready, like, filtered background photos, huh? This is the... Oh. Of, like, shitty little rooms. I don't want to go too much into it, because I think we did on uh, a previous episode, but, like, I have a lot of nostalgia for early aughts visual novels produced very cheaply Mm -hmm. and so having drawn backgrounds is just anathema to me (laughs) it's not i don't hate it i do really like the backgrounds in this game Mm -hmm. uh they're they're for the most part very good but there is something about the sense of place Mm -hmm. that background with a filter over it gives you or Uh like a photo with a filter over it gives you there's like oh yeah this is a real place um that is just like fun and very it's a very different vibe from mm-hmm. drawn backgrounds you know what's anathema to me is the sound of rin's horrible alarm clock that like <laughs> set my fucking tinnitus off so bad i had to like take my head i was like taking notes about what was going on as this noise slowly drilled its way through my head and i was just click 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 uh-huh until it stopped uh rin also hates her alarm clock she sleepily yells at it for a little while this is why the voice acting in this is great is uh because it's so much fun hearing sleepy rin Uh uh-huh 
Rin lives in the Tono Mansion. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben? Sorry. sorry. A Western-style mansion. <laughs> Nasu loves... Nasu loves a lot of things. Uh, Western-style mansions that are very empty and have anywhere between one and three girls living in them <laughs> is a favorite of his. We get a name for the city immediately. It's Fuyuki mm-hmm. City. Tsukihime Winter never tree. named that city. Winter Tree City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kanji. Yeah. Rin has no maids, as it turns no. out. She has to turn the heater on herself. Rin is maidless. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely maidless, maidless behavior. <laughs> she mumbles about mages to us for a little while, explaining mm-hmm. what they are. Uh, they're called this, this translation calls them magi. The official translation will always call them mages. I'm just going to probably just use that yeah. mostly. She mages are people with magical power. They have magical bloodlines. All this stuff. She draws the line between them and sorcerers. Who mm-hmm. um, there's only five sorcerers in the world, and they are in a completely different class of magic. They can do miracles. Do we know that? Um, Alco Alco calls herself a sorcerer. Okay. We have met one of the five sorcerers already in Tsukihime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alco Aozaki. I love great girl. Dirtbag jeans girl. Oh, she's she's incredible. Um, I love how plain this makes magic feel. Yeah, it's very just matter of fact. Because of the the division that she draws between mages and sorcerers, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, mages aren't actually all that powerful. No, that's special now. She's like thinking about it while she's brushing her teeth and turning on her own heat. You know what uh I mean? There are there are things that they can do faster or easier than normal humans, mm-hmm. but it definitely feels like there's a there's a division between you could accomplish this with effort, and that's what most mages can do, mm-hmm. and sorcerers who are like, oh no, all the time and effort in the world could never accomplish this. It yeah. is really magic. Yeah, what they call sorcery is what sorcerers do. This translation calls everything else magic. It'll be called magecraft in official yeah. translations. Probably use that a lot too, because it's a nice division. Yeah. You know what I mean? Magecraft is anything you can do by other means, by natural means. Yes. You could light a candle across the room with magic, but also you could just you could just walk get a over match. there and you know what I mean? Use a match, yeah. Uh huh. Whereas sorcery would be like real wild shit, like resurrecting the dead or something. I yes. don't know. There we will. There is a list of true magics. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that we will. I think there are five. Yeah, some some people are working towards the sixth. The yes, the the antagonist from Melty Blood was yeah. looking for the sixth true magic. So yeah, Rin magic isn't known by people in this world. She says that it's a big secret, and also <laughs> getting into magic is a great way to suck and be depressed all the time. Uh huh. It sucks apparently. Right, and that yeah, and that uh, like technology improving has made magic way less impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is really fun. Of like, oh yeah, a bunch of stuff that like kind of only mages could only do easily only mages could do easily is now accessible to everyone because that's just like it was always stuff that anyone could do it was just harder even the matches an example someone invented matches yeah um she has a great bit about how um 
a an ancestor of the family said science is sprinting into the future and magic is sprinting into the past and past and future end up in the same place the zero point and then uh her internal monologue is like but you know only old people talk about stuff like that so we're moving on and it's such a clear like rin heard this and was like that's really cool uh -huh. i'm gonna remember that i don't understand what what they meant at all but it was really cool rin the prologue is a long like uh journey to realizing that rin is a dumbass uh-huh you know what i mean she starts by playing herself as being like a very cool nonchalant girl you know what i mean uh, -huh. uh but no she's she's a goofball so she pushes these thoughts out of her head she gets a out a pendant that her father left her that's like 100 years old big deal pendant apparently it's storing a massive amount of magical energy in it mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. uh incredible line she says uh while explaining how her jewel magecraft works to put it simply the jewels are bullets and we are the gun great <laughs> great uh so her father left her the pendant and he left her a magical crest that's engraved onto her mm -hmm. uh is this a tattoo or is this like engraved into her soul uh i think it is engraved into her magic circuits that means nothing so far <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there you asked i'm just telling you so yeah, so she's like, the only thing he left me is the crest in this pendant as she stands in the middle of the massive cavernous mansion that her father left her. Uh-huh. And she t says something about the Holy Grail War. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Magic War. Uh, all mages, uh, as a general rule, mages pass down magic through these magical crests from, like, parent to child. Yes. That's it not is just a... a Tosaka thing, Rin, her family. Her full name is... Tosaka Rin. Yeah. Tosaka Rin. Um, it is a, a thematically, it serves the purpose of like, kind of, you can be new money and have access to much of the same stuff as like ancient families mm -hmm. who have had money for generations. But, um, but there are like, you don't have the social status of being from a, an old family with a lot of money. And so this is a very like, kind of physical manifestation of um or magical crests are a physical manifestation of your lineage yeah and is why magical crests are um i guess thematic spoilers for things that come up later but um magical crests are why like bloodlines are so important to mages mm -hmm. um it is worth noting nasu knows that mages suck this isn't like Nasu being like, ah, yes, it's really cool when when bloodlines are ancient uh -huh. and persist for generations. Um, I mean, the very first mage we've ever gotten in this, besides, it, well, Alco, who's kind of an outlier, and then Len's master, who explicitly is a, like about how much mages suck and yeah. how miserable uh -huh. he was. I just want to make it like, yeah, I think you could walk away. I don't know that you could walk away from the prologue as a whole thinking oh yeah mages are the coolest uh-huh uh but they're still cool they just also suck yeah so at some point nasu has watched neon genesis evangelion uh and rin is oscar so she says some german as she leaves her house uh-huh 
I've tr- I've like deep L translated some of the German that she says. I did not catch what she said this time. Oh, I didn't write it down. Uh, it's a it's very like Nasu did the same thing the other direction. Uh huh. I think. Um. Yeah, but she leaves her house, she casts some kind of spell, and walks to school. Mm-hmm. Rin is on her way to school, and she's like, "Wow, there's not a lot of people around today. That's weird." And she's intercepted by another girl, a, a classmate. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Uh, this is Mitsuzuri Ayako, Rin's Ay- classmate. Yeah, classmate in class 2A. Mm-hmm. And she's like, bud, you're early. This is Rin is not a morning person. No. it's Rin is our protagonist in general, in visual novels, especially in type moon stuff. The protagonist does not get sprites. They'll show up in, in CGs, but you don't get sprites. Uh, there are some incredible Rin morning sprites, and I'm so excited to get there. Unfortunately, all we get is is sleepy, grumpy Rin mm-hmm. through dialogue and uh-huh. voice acting. Why is What is this girl saying? Why is Rin here early? What's she talking about? Uh, somehow, all of her clocks were an hour fast. Who the fuck pranked Rin and set all her clocks fast? What? Uh, so the reason that she was up so late last night mm-hmm. was deciphering her father's will. Yes. And uh, something about finishing deciphering it or grabbing the it's, pendant. It seems to be a magically exhausting process. Uh-huh. Um, but something about grabbing the pendant, I think, uh, mm-hmm. which was like deciphered the will, which told her how to unlock where the pendant was or something. I don't know. Something about some some part of that process uh, set all of her clocks an hour f- forward. That's very funny. Yep. A, little, a little prank from her dead dad. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. The girl school uniform looks a lot better than the boy school uniform. It's still I ugly like that colors. Brown, but it li- the red highlights make it look a little yeah. better. Yeah. It's certainly... It's not a good... I don't like the uniform. No, it's not my favorite. Ayako is in the archery club. Rin knows some people in the archery club. And so she like gets dragged along to hang out for a little while. Mm -hmm. She ends up having tea with Ayako because Ayako is head of the club and no one else has shown up yet. Ben, Rin and Ayako are both gay. (laughs) Not for each other. I mean, like a little for each Uh other. But uh, this conversation is incredible because they're both incredibly competitive. Uh huh. And the first thing, one of the first things that Ayoko ever said to her was that they were going to end up in a kill or be killed relationship. <laughs> this is Yuri to me. Um, but so they're both competitive, and they made a bet uh-huh. about who would get a boyfriend first. Yeah. And both of them admit, like, yeah, I'm trying. I just don't have any feelings for boys. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Rin especially. Rin keeps getting confessions. Like, boys keep coming up and being like, hey, you want to date me? And she keeps turning them down. Yeah. Because she's, she's like, okay, I would beat you. What's the point of a relationship that I don't have any investment in, though? Like, I want to beat you in a way that matters. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ayaku is... Very excited at the prospect. They they they've made a bet that they one of those things, the anime things, where it's like, oh, you'll do everything I say for a day. And oh. Ayako is very excited at that prospect. <laughs> uh. Rin is like Ayako's such a pain in the ass, but <laughs> so am I. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Ayako hates men. Uh, Rin's like, I could love a guy. And Ayako's like, no, you couldn't. Um, Rin even says, I got my eye on a guy. And Ayako's like, no, you you do not. And Rin's like, yeah, you're right. They chat about the archery club for a bit. Ayako's like, I'm not the best archer in this club, but you know, I'm class, I'm president or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And another girl comes in. Yeah. What's her name? Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> that was a that was a trick. It's Mato Sakura. Ma- She's a very distinctive looking purple girl. Yeah. Purple hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Anime rules. Pink hair ribbon. Her name is Sakura Mato and she's very apologetic. She was apparently in charge of getting one we of We the- should standardize on are we doing family names second or first? Because you said Tosaka Rin, and then Sakura Mato. I mean, people will think we're losers if we keep doing it the proper way, but the proper way is the proper way. Yeah. Mato Sakura is here. Mm-hmm. She's a member of the archery club. She was in charge. Sakura was in charge of getting like some problem member of the archery club to show up on time and failed. Mm-hmm. Um. And Rin decides to leave before more people showed up. We see, as she's leaving, a really hateable-looking guy. Just Uh, a wretched man. The worst vibes on this man. uh Uh-huh. He's a blue-haired douchebag, and Rin hates him as much as I do. Well, the fun part of having Rin be the protagonist is that all she has is hearsay. She doesn't actually know what to think about the guy. She just hates the vibes. Oh, he's kind of popular. And, like, a lot of girls like him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, she has no friends to confirm or deny that fact. It's just, uh-huh. like, stuff she's overheard. He calls himself captain of the archery club. He's lying. He's vice captain. And Rin calls him out for leaving off the vice part. Immediately, yeah. She's like, uh, I know it's not a big deal, the, the vice, but, like, if you purposefully leave it off, it makes it look like you care about it too much, man. Uh-huh. Uh, he's really pushy. He's like, no, stay. You know? Yeah. Um, he get, his sprite gets so close. <laughs> this is like immediately. So, Stay Night is a new engine. It's the same engine as Plus Disc, I think, uh-huh. which is a different engine from, um, Skihime and Kagetsu Toya. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some of this is just like, Oh, yeah, they have a different engine that just, like, lets them do different stuff. But also immediately is like, oh, cool, they're doing different stuff. But uh-huh. with, like, sprites can kind of animate now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says that she doesn't like archery. And he's like, ah, so you're just here for me then. Uh-huh. Uh, and her response is, Mato-kun, I'm saying I have even less interest in you than in archery. Frankly, I never even knew you were in the range. And I'm not about to start looking out for you now. Uh-huh. He grabs at her. Yep. Yeah. She scoots right out of the way. He doesn't get shit. Um, and she tells him to watch his ego and stomps off. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and he's too chicken shit to do anything else. Rin's great. Yeah. Terrible vibes. Rin goes to goes into the school building. Runs we get into... another character introduction. This is just like... This scene is... V- v- series of scenes is very much like... Here's... All- all of the school cast. Yeah. Uh, runs into Fujimura-sensei. 
She's a teacher wearing a bizarre outfit. That she looks like a home ec teacher, maybe. She looks like a home ec teacher on her day off. She looks like she's like eighteen, maybe. <laughs> she's wearing like a dress apron shirt combo. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't look like a teacher. Uh, she's very. She likes Rin a lot because Rin treats her with a modicum of respect. Yeah. Because Rin called her Fujimura sensei, she's like, "Thank you." All of the other students just call me Taiga. Mm-hmm. She teaches English. She's a kendo master. For some reason, she also te- is head of the archery club, and she may have been a delinquent. It sounds like there is a kendo club, and she's not the head of it. Yes, which is interesting. Uh-huh. She, uh huh. She, we'll see some of her. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We will see quite a bit of her. In Tiger Dojo's. Yeah. But I don't think she plays that big a role in the game, does she? No. Next introduction, Rin bumps into the student council president. He's like a gray-haired boy with glasses. He, he is like grumpy. Her. Uh, his name is Issei Ryudon. Ryudo. Ryudo. Mm-hmm. Issei Ryudo. And apparently she was dismissive of temples on a school trip once, and he hates her because of it. Yeah. But boy loves a temple spoilers i guess i don't don't know how much we're like really this is an essential part of isei's character he lives at the temple Mm -hmm. in town or above town in this prologue we'll get the name of the temple and it's his name yeah so um uh he asks if she's been like hanging out at school after dark and she's like you should deal with your own problems (laughs) as in like no, of course I haven't. Uh-huh. Like, go ask. I'm not helping you solve this. Yeah. Uh, she's a huge bully. Apparently, she's terrorized the student council into like reallocating funding because at this school, it's everything is opposite world, and sporting clubs get less funding than other clubs. Apparently. I mean, I guess I'm American, so I don't really know how it works in other places, but I've never heard of sporting budgets being cut for anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I like Rin. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And we see a familiar boy with, like, orange hair and, like, gold-brown eyes in an ugly school uniform who uh, we just saw a little while ago with a knight standing over him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Shiro. Shiro Emiya. Uh, uh, Takeuchi does not look comfortable drawing him. <laughs> Takeuchi is on record as saying Shiro is the hardest boy for, or hardest person from Stay Night for him to draw. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks it. Like. There's a great, like, he's down the hall a little bit, so his sprite is just smaller and he just looks like, like a little guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Rin thinks he's a little scary because he's always got, like, a wrench or a hammer in his hand. We will find out what he was doing. Later. He's in a different class. He's yep. in class 2C with Shinji. Mm-hmm. Did I say Shinji's full name? Mauto Shinji? Mm-hmm. Sakura's brother? Mm-hmm. Blue-haired shithead? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, there's a great bit where Chiro turns and says, like, you're up early. And Rin takes a beat and then is like, was that? supposed to be good morning mm-hmm. uh, Rin goes to class then it's lunchtime. Uh, girls typically stay in class because the cafeteria food sucks and boys have too much toxic masculinity to admit that so they go to the cafeteria and eat the bad food mm-hmm. 
some like bubbly little puppy dog of a girl pops up and her sprites like bobbing up and down. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, her name is Sayagusa. She's like, will you eat lunch with me, Rin? And Rin's like, no, I didn't bring lunch today because I was so late. Uh, Shiki's class in Tsukihime is filled with the world's most violent women, apparently. Rin's class is filled with delicate flowers. The world's gayest woman, I think you mean, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Sayagusa Yukika, her and her little... She's very clearly infatuated with Rin and has, like, a friend group that's very supportive. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Yukika is having lunch with two more girls named Makidera and Himuro. Uh, all of them are track team girls. Well, Yukika is the track team manager. Ah. So she doesn't actually run. Ah, yeah. Uh, but they're still track team. Yeah. I just, the like... The crew. She's not, you know, as in shape as the other two. Uh-huh. Rin knows Makidera, but doesn't know Himuro. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see... <laughs> Yeah, there's some good school banter. Mm-hmm. The girls are like teasing y- Yukiko about. Is her name Yuki- Yukika about how much she likes Rin? It's like just make her lunch and you know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this is a yeah. This is a good the, like. The thing that that this scene really uh, stresses is that Rin has no idea how to deal with people. Um. Yeah. Like. Rin doesn't understand that this girl just wants to be her friend. She needs the, like, the reason that she is friends with mm-hmm. uh, the archery club captain, whose name I'm blanking on, mm-hmm. uh, Ayako. Is, Ayako, is because there's a competition there. Like, that's what Rin understands, mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, I can, like, chat with you and compete. She doesn't understand the, oh, I just want to be nice to you and, like, uh-huh. care for you. Another critical detail we get here is that she says, after she leaves and goes get some snacks and eats on the roof like a cool anime kid, she says, if any of these people found out I was a mage, I would have to butcher them. Yeah. So I can't let myself get close to any of them is another yeah. important part of this. Well, and and more than that is like as much the, oh, I can't let anyone get close to me because they might see me doing mage stuff and I might have to kill them. It's also like, oh... I could see myself like relaxing around someone like that. Uh-huh. And I can't let that happen either. Yeah. Which again is like Rin can't deal with normal people because mm-hmm. uh anyone who's nice to her, she is going to want to relax around yeah. and that is going to end up with them dying. And also and also I don't know that she if she gets too attached to them, she'll have a hard time looking them in the face as she kills them. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the vibe I get. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she's so excellent at everything. She'll never have to be faced with that choice at all. You know, no, she just never. will never have to kill anyone because there will be zero witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, as school ends, uh, we get the boring looking teacher man. Um, what's his name? Did oh, we get the name God, here? I don't, I think we do. I do not at all remember. I don't even think I wrote it down. I don't even know if this is worth mentioning. Nothing happens. I just made a joke about how he looks like chaos. Yeah, he does kind of look like Nero. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of sprites, Ben. There's so many fucking sprites. I'm exhausted. This is, again, like, for those of you who didn't play Tsukihime along with us, like, none of the teachers got sprites. 
Yeah, no. Um, Unless you count CL Sensei. Yeah. The loosest sense of the word. Like, it was the main... Five girls. Uh, six girls. Three... Yeah, Yumi, five girls, Yumizuka. Yeah. Um, um, three villains? Three villains, yeah. A dog, a deer. Uh, Arihiko. Arihiko, yeah. So like 10, 10 sprites total? Yeah. Something like that? Uh-huh. Or 10 characters with sprites, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't Less if we are not counting the various animals. Yeah. It's like seven, honestly. Um, or I guess eight. Wait, no. No, it is like 10. It's like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like, this is... We've already got that many. This feels like a visual novel built by a team who has money and time. Yeah. Which I think is... They did have time for sure. Like... I don't 100% remember exactly how long Tsukihime's development cycle was, but um, I believe that aside from Melty Blood, like, Type Moon haven't been doing anything for two years-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Nasu was, like, a consultant or something for the yeah. anime. Um, whatever. No, I wrote think the Melty Blood story. Nasu's only credit on the anime was original work. Oh, okay. Um... He did write the multi blood story, but like this feels like a you game know, he that, wrote is that like, he cracked that out in an afternoon. <laughs> uh, this feels like a game that is like, oh yeah, we had two years and like to to draw a bunch of sprites and a lot of CGs and backgrounds and like have Skihime has ten tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game has like a hundred or something. It's not quite a hundred, but it is like you don't need that many. So tracks, many more. Uh, okay. Ayako interrupts Rin on it as she's leaving. Is like, hey, you want to come watch archery practice? Rin's avoiding Shinji because he's all worked up. Mm-hmm. But also, it's very important that she comes home early and prepares for something. Magic. <laughs> Magic. And also to answer her answering machine. <laughs> yep. Uh, A priest named Kirei has uh messaged her. Which is the word for pretty. He's a beautiful, Japanese. beautiful man. He's not. <laughs> there He's are, s- there are, there are uh, beautiful boys in this game. Kirei is not one of them. <laughs> this is such a funny, like, yeah, this, this game is pre-surveillance uh, state. Because, <laughs> like, this dude's just, like, talking about the magic war on... <laughs> machine uh tomorrow's the deadline there's only two seats left you know what i mean (laughs) all this stuff he's like hey if you listen if you want to chicken the fuck out like a loser you can give up your right to be a master capital m and i'll get a a replacement and you can hide out in uh, the church he does not say it at all that uh flippantly no no, no. Um, he's very like But yeah, he he does say like there's an out if you decided that you didn't want to be a master. And uh-huh. Rin is just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, if you're gonna do it, fucking do it. You who gotta summon your servant, capital S, and something about command spells, capital C, capital S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of proper nouns. I love a proper noun. We're gonna get a lot of proper nouns. Yeah. It 
this prologue both serves as an introduction to characters and also the a really dense, like, here's the world that you're in now. Mm-hmm. Now, Rin's being very high and mighty about this, but we do get the detail that it took her way longer than she expected to decode her father's will. And so they had to already push the deadline to start the war back for her. This is this is fascinating because mm-hmm. uh, I think that other fate works including extra have a different like view of how grails wars are set up Mm -hmm. like it's not that seven i think for for yeah we'll we'll talk about when we get to other stuff but Mm -hmm. um this is a way more formalized like here are the seven masters and uh or how does Shiro summon a servant? Was there not a seventh master chosen? Did yeah, Kirei know that yeah. Shiro was going to summon a servant? Like, how did that work out? Was um, there someone who just like <laughs> someone who Kirei had to like break the news to that he wasn't going to get to be <laughs> part of the Grail War? Um. Uh. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, five masters have already summoned their servants. Mm-hmm. This is important, apparently. There's only what two left. What is the servant, Ben? Fuck if I know. Rin knows. She, well, Rin kind of knows. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She says that it's a familiar. Mm-hmm. We've seen familiars before. Yeah. Len. Len. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not like that. <laughs> um... Yes, the Grail War, the Holy Grail War, is a hundreds of year old tradition. Uh, you summon a servant, and you get command spells, whatever those are, and you fight a bunch of other mages. It's a battle royale. Yeah, but they're not. So, as we know from Kigasutoya, normal familiars are uh, like some sort of. You need a catalyst, but. It's like, oh, I I grabbed a soul out of the ether mm-hmm. and stuck it into a cat. Now I have a familiar. Yes. Uh, yeah. This cat. These catalysts are interesting. She says stuff about a sword, armor, talisman, or bone belonging to that servant. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a servant? Sounds like a guy to me. Is a servant like a, a kind of guy? I think sir. I think Holy Grail Wars are all about making up kinds of guy to get mad at. <laughs> so this is a critical thing that was left out uh, by her father. Her father, Rin's dad, did not give her shit for a catalyst. Yep. Uh, normally, you would want some uh, one of a particular servant that you're trying for. Well, right, right. So this is the thing: is normal familiars, you pluck a soul. That soul doesn't really influence your familiar. No. It is just a, a catalyst to bring like a dead cat Creating. back to life yeah. and uh and have it be under your control. Mm-hmm. Servants, you're summoning particular guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got that pendant, she's got nothing else yep. to guide what servant that she's gonna get. But she says, It's okay. I'm gonna get Saber because I'm talented. She is very talented. She is very talented. Else. Uh, yeah, she's trying very hard to be confident and not admit that she's nervous even mm-hmm. to herself. Have we finally reached a girl who can tell lies so well that she can even fool herself? No. No. Not a chance. Later that night, we're going to get a spooky ritual. It's uh, closing in at two in the morning. Rin is at the peak of her power at two in the morning, much like me. 
She's only got one shot at this. She's going to summon Saber. The deadliest gotcha of them all. Uh-huh. Um, highest stakes. Highest stakes gotcha. We get a great CG of her standing in the middle of like a full metal alchemist looking like magic circle engraved in the ground and all this yep. shit that's glowing. Uh, she dribbles something. It, it implies at first that she might be dribbling blood onto it, but it's actually it's, molten jewels. It's extremely on the nose that Rin is literally using money to summon a <laughs> servant. Uh, I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh, ha ha ha, it's a gotcha, because this was this written in 2004 and gotchas were like gotcha upon machines were a thing, uh -huh. but it's not like. Fate was um, purpose built to be a gotcha game without even realizing it. Yeah. Um, but this is a like, oh right, only rich only rich old families can be mages because you need like wealth and experience. Like That's true. not every mage family literally burns rubies no, <laughs> for magic. No. This is a specifically a Tosaka thing, which is I think is why they have money problems explicitly. Yeah. Is <laughs> because but... they burn through gems. Yeah. She even says, like, I'm using half of my gems for this. I need to win this war for financial reasons as well as every other reason that I have. Yes. But I mean like that that is the thing that But like a catalyst, with. right? A catalyst is something extremely valuable. If you're yeah. not a rich family, how, where the fuck are you going to get the bone of a particular guy? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Rin is just even more so. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. She explains some more stuff about how servants work. Apparently the grail is powering them. The master is just acting as an anchor. Yeah. Servants are way too powerful for humans to actually con like directly control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin's outfit's great. Oh yeah, her outfit's so cool. Her outfit rules. She's got like a the like red sweater with like a cross on it and like a black skirt and. You give me like it's like a, a it is like a trench coat length. Uh huh. Uh, it's not like a trench coat. It's it's a little like slimmer. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, long coat, bright red. Mm -hmm. Uh, her outfit rules. <laughs> uh, she says some magic shit. Yeah, there's a lot of cool animation happening. Mm -hmm. And now we start getting uh, the description of how it feels to cast a spell this big. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> I got the impression that this is all magic. What'd you say? That that this is this is a description of how she casts a spell this big, mm -hmm. but it is also just all magic sucks Arts. to cast. Yeah. Because bodies aren't made to cast spells mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think it's said here no it might be said later but there are there are, there is mana in the air and that's called erd i don't know okay we'll talk about it later but anyway the important um, thing is that enough magic is pouring into her body that uh her body is trying to reject it because her body wants to stay human uh-huh <laughs> she gets like Various illusions of herself turning into a monster as she's racked with pain. Uh-huh. Um, it's very cool. Yeah, it's a great, like, right, no matter who a mage is, mm -hmm. uh, what their personality is, what their background, like, in moments like this, they are just a circuit. Uh -huh. They're just a computer built to, to, to cast a spell. Also interesting... The way she describes it, her magic crest starts up like an engine on its own. 
mm. and begins assisting her. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, also, fucking hurts. Uh, let's see. Uh, she's ten seconds away from 2 a.m., the peak of her power. She's really timing this out. Now, we got two translations of the actual summoning chant here. Yeah. So, the fr- the fan translation, as I've already kind of uh, said, is very literal, uh, which sometimes is fine. Like, uh, I think Servant is written in Katakana, so it's literally Servant. But, like, um, uh, Command Spell, great, great, uh, like, proper noun. Mm-hmm. Um, magical Circuits. Magical Circuit, great. great. proper noun. Uh, this, this uh, like, summoning chant, which which is like a little more poetic doesn't work as well yeah just literally translate the japanese okay let's just here's the two the the specific line i want to uh yeah yeah actually do you want to just read both of these yeah i announce thy body shall be under my command my fate shall be determined by thy sword follow the call of the holy grail if thou wouldst obey this mind and this reason then answer my call make an oath here I am the one who shall become the virtue of all afterward, afterworld. I am the one who shall lay out all... <laughs> I am the one who shall lay out the evil... Yeah, the evil of all afterworld. Thou art seven heavens clad in three great words. Emerge from the ring of control, guardian of balance. Which is... Awkward. Awkward. A little awkward. You stumbled over that a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the anime translation, which is, I think, uh, this translation is closer to what which is an official translation and in general this is closer to what is like used in official translations going forward Mm -hmm. anfang heed my words my will creates your body and your sword creates my destiny if you heed the grail's call and obey my will and reason answer me i hereby swear that i shall be all the good in the world that i shall defeat all evil in the world thou seventh heaven clad in three great words of power come forth from the circle of binding guardian of the scales Two things about these that are like really stand out to me: the "my will creates your body, your sword creates my destiny." Really Sick. shorter than the uh, fan translation, and uh-huh. way cooler. And this is um, this is the the what Saber is saying to the man, We've, Shiro. Shiro, Shiro, we know right. Shiro. Um, and at the, the, at the beginning is basically like, uh, your will creates my body, my sword creates your destiny, yes. which is really fun. I also really like, uh, I swear that I shall be the, all the good in the world and I shall defeat all the evil in the world because uh-huh. that's not what's being described as a Holy Grail war. No. At all. Seems like kind of a petty squabble. Yeah. More so than actually saving the world. How much of the, how cut this how much of that do we get here that this is like a bastardization of a actual important ritual if by here you mean most of the way through the fate route i think it we... does come up a little it's fate or unlimited blade works i don't think it takes until heaven's feel mm-hmm. to get that but that it's supposed to be important and it's not i think it does come up at some that's point. interesting yeah. that's good i wasn't sure because the way they like plopped it into grand order i wasn't sure if it was like a concept that had really been fully fleshed out until later i don't think it's fully fully fleshed out until grand order um the circle raises up out out of the ground around her it rules (laughs) here's another great thing she says she can see the fifth element not the movie 
Uh, but the being able to see that is uh, going to destroy her brain, so her brain shuts her eyes off. This, yeah, I hadn't made the connection at the time, but this sounds a lot like like Shiki Shiki's eyes connect him to the root. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call it the root, right? Or the origin. Um, Shiki's eyes will destroy his brain if he over if he sees too much. Yeah. But like he well, but also they are a mediating force, mm. um, allowing him to see stuff that he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Um, he versus should never Rin see. getting a glimpse of whatever the fifth element is. I don't know that we ever find out. Um, but she gets a glimpse of it, and her brain is like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's blind for a few minutes here. Uh, but she felt something. She mm-hmm. knows this worked. She's very excited. And then her vision comes back and the room is completely empty. Yep. And then her living room explodes above her. Yep. Did I say she's in the basement this whole time? I think so. Okay, good. I love this the whole scene of Rin casting that spell where she's like at the height of how cool she is and like how cool it is to suffer to be a cool mage. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And then like the beat of something went wrong. And then her just like running up the stairs to figure out and like trying the door once and just kicking her own door down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. What's going on in her living room, Fun? Ben, her living room looks like a bomb went off. Yeah, there's a man just kind of like sitting on a bookshelf that's flipped over or something like that. Yeah. Um, in this trashed room, he's wearing kind of like a military goth bodysuit that hugs his abs. Mm-hmm. Outlines them, actually. Uh, and like a cropped red coat he's kind of tan he's got white hair gray eyes and he looks bored yep unimpressed rin forgot to fix her clocks (laughs) remember how rin was talking about how important it is to for it to be exactly 2 a.m because it's the peak of her power and that's very critical for this ritual she never fixed those fucking clocks that little prank really got her Uh uh-huh she did this ritual at the wrong time uh, and appears to have still summoned a servant, but... Yeah. Kind of a messy summoning, though. Yeah. Is it really... Being off by one hour is enough to make him come through the roof? Yeah. <laughs> really unfortunate. Or, Fen, or, was he going to come through the roof either way? And if it was at the peak of her power, he would have gotten all the way down to the basement. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Um, do servants come from the sky this is apparently a hereditary trait that yeah, yeah, all Tosakas at the moment that it's most important will whiff <laughs> which is great that really recontextualizes the Tosaka family for me oh also we're never gonna get an explanation in this visual novel as to why her dad messed with the clocks mm-hmm. I think Nasu said in an interview eh it was funny <laughs> It's pretty funny. Uh, like, her dad was literally just playing a prank on her. That's all. There's he no, like. He said one nice thing to her uh-huh. <laughs> before he left to die in the magic war. And instead, we get this? Yep. <laughs> oh, what a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, she'll think that's funny. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> here's, here's the thing is. He probably didn't figure it would take her until, like, literally the last minute to decode it. So he probably figured she had plenty of time to fix the fucking yeah. clocks. Uh-huh. It seems like a bad prank to pull. 
Uh, I do like Nasu just being like, yeah, <laughs> it was like a fun joke. So they start bickering immediately. Mm-hmm. Rin di- was not aware that a servant would look like a human. Yes. Uh, this guy's definitely not human, though. He's got magical energy off the charts. She says that he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Servants are ghost guys? Seems like. Uh, and they argue about whether or not they are each other's master and servant for a while. It's so funny. Rin's like, hey, you my servant? And he's like, uh, I asked first, are you my master? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. They like, he's like, this is the worst summoning I've ever been in. And she's like, well, I've never summoned anyone before. And we've got our new virginity metaphor. Uh-huh. It's no longer, have you killed before? It's, have you been in a summoning ritual before? <laughs> he certainly has. He's been around the block. Yeah. It's, oh, one of my favorite bits from this is him saying, so when a servant is summoned, usually they appear right in front of their master. Mm-hmm. And Rin's like, so you're a baby chick and you just imprint on the first thing that uh, you see. <laughs> and he's kind of like, yeah, well, a little bit. She flashes her cool hand tattoo that she has now called a command spell Ben. it's called a command spell yeah and she's like this means i'm a master and he's like i wasn't asking like literally if you were my master i'm asking if you are like competent uh-huh a piece of ceiling falls from in the foreground <laughs> it's very funny Mm-hmm. so basically yeah his she is kind of losing her cool at this and his response is okay you're a child you're gonna hide in the basement i'm gonna go win the war uh you still will get the credit for it because you're my master but really all you need to do is provide me with magical energy and like mm-hmm. do as i say and we'll get through this mm-hmm. uh and she is like listening to this another piece of ceiling falls and she like looks up at the sky and she tells her father that she's reached her limit <laughs> oh <laughs> and he says one last thing he's like i bet you you can't even use the command spells because you're such a loser and she starts screaming i'm pissed at him (gasps) and she rattles off some german oh i cannot even begin to pronounce this german you want to take a try at it oh god uh no i would also butcher it uh it loosely translates, uh, according to Deepel, to contract, a new nail, a new law, a new crime. Huh. Uh-huh. What does she use? A, a command spell can apparently be used to order a servant to do something. Mm-hmm. What does she tell him to do? Uh, obey her. It's a very broad command. Yeah. He's stunned by this turn of event. He's like... This is the pettiest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. This is this is a fun. It's both like entirely in character mm-hmm. for both of these characters. It's also a perfect uh, opportunity for uh, the the servant to explain how command spells work. Yeah, uh, which is really fun. But so basically, command spells you get three of them. Mm-hmm. They're orders that a master can give to their servant that must be followed unquestioningly. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not just, uh, oh, I would like you to make me dinner. Mm-hmm. It is also, you can order your servant to do impossible things, and the magical energy stored in the command spell will make it possible. Yeah. 
So your servant could be like three miles away from you, mm-hmm. and you could say, uh, I order you, Saber, appear beside me. And she'll teleport. She'll teleport. Even if she can't normally do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you order a servant to win a fight, it will reinforce them with magical energy and make it more likely for them to win that fight, but it can't guarantee it. But also, yeah, Archer says, command spells, the broader they are, the less they work. Yes. So, like, win a fight is not a particularly good command. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's not like you can... That is not a specific enough goal to apply the magical energy to. It's like, oh... They're a little stronger for most of the fight, maybe. You could probably do better on a finishing blow. But again, when you're working with other people, it doesn't guarantee it. Yeah. And uh, the example he gives is, oh, like, strike with all of your strength is a perfect uh, command. Because even if uh, all of your strength is not that much, the command spell will reinforce that, making it a stronger blow than the servant could possibly do on their own. So his clear panic over this turn of events suggests that she's doing something very stupid here and her response is hmm it's too late now i wasn't expecting this either i hate myself so much i want to die <laughs> but she she follows through on this uh yeah i love i love that rin immediately like okay one it's 1 a.m not 2 a.m so yes. royally botches the summoning um, I like the idea of like, okay, her magical energy reaches a peak at two, but there's like a real trough right before that. Uh-huh. So she's like actually at one of her worst periods. Um, so botches the summoning, shows up, has the sassiest servant you've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, capital S or no, he's just back talking, back sassing her mm-hmm. all day long. And then she uses a command spell in one of the worst ways possible. Yes. Uh, and then she's like, okay, I didn't, I hate myself. Please kill die. me. <laughs> Rin rules. Um, great. So she's like, after this has settled down a little bit, she's like, I have no regrets. Actually, I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get some more information about the command spells working and Archer, sorry, I can't say that. And her servant is actually surprised. It's working a little bit. Yeah. Apparently, she is such a good mage that she has shackled him enough that he can totally disobey her. But he he gets like heavy and weaker when mm-hmm. he's doing that, which could get him killed really fast. So it's uh-huh. very advantageous to him for him to listen to what she says now. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't go the other way, really. It's not like when he is following her orders, he's a little more powerful. Yeah, yeah, it just holds uh, him back. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really affect his mind, you know what I yeah. mean? You can force servants to do things they don't want to do, but you got to be more specific than that. Mm-hmm. You can you can order them to do things they don't want to do with like a specific action, mm-hmm. like run away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So here's the thing, though. He's impressed that she has enough magical energy to make that work at all. And so he's like, I misjudged you, and I am genuinely sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of an asshole to her throughout yeah. this. He never stops kind of making fun of her. Spoilers, that's his character. <laughs> yeah. But he is um, he's impressed enough that he is genuinely com- complimenting her. And yeah. at one point she's like, I think he thinks I'm better than I think I am. 
I think he's got more confidence in me than me. She gets really blushy and a little flustered, and it's uh -huh. adorable. Rin rules. Uh, let's see. We get the thing. He, she's like, her magical circuits are in, like wired to him and feeding him magical energy to keep him like present, mm -hmm. apparently. And now that things have cooled off a little bit, she's like, so, uh, you don't have a sword, huh? You're probably not Saber, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, this is a, a great bit for the rest of this. She really wanted Saber, and Archer has a real complex about not being Saber. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so you're not Saber, are you? And his response is basically, well... Sorry, I can't be Saber. Jeez. You can't all be Saber. He's an he's Archer. He's mm -hmm. the Archer class. Uh, a workmanlike servant, you know? Mm -hmm. Um They're they're both grumpy that he's not Saber. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, as he's like pouting about this, and Rin is kind of like, I guess he's probably not that bad a guy. He's just kind of rough around the edges. Uh-huh. Now she asks for his true name. And Archer responds that the summoning was so botched that he has no I, idea. Yeah, he has no idea who he is. And she's like, if I don't know your true name, I don't know how strong you are. He's like, I'm plenty strong. He really is the perfect servant for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... She's going to give him his first task. And he's like, all right, who do I got to kill? What's his first Rin, task? Rin gives him a broom and says, clean the living room. The screen goes grayscale. And he looks confused for like 10 seconds and then starts yelling. <gasps> yeah, she's like, no, 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 no. You're going to clean up this mess. And I'm perfectly willing to let you get killed being held back by this <laughs> order if you don't do it. So she goes to sleep while he cleans her living room. Excellent. Rin rules. That's a great night. Uh-huh. Two one. The first day Two, of February. One. No day titles yet. No day titles. I don't know that the main game has day titles either. I miss day titles. Yeah. They were a good, like, flavor. But I think yeah. there's just too many days in Stay Night, isn't there? Yeah, it's like, well, I think total there's probably less days. Because there are three rats instead of five. Yeah. But I but, guess they can't stand out as well if there's, like, 17 or 20 days. Because yeah. there is 10 or so. Yeah, it's like 16 or 17 per route. As Rin is sleeping, she gives us some more narration about a Holy Grail war. Uh, it's not literally the Holy Grail, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really powerful wish granter. You need seven mages in order to summon it, but only one mage gets to use it. So everyone kills each other over their petty wishes. Yeah. It seems like it's the kind of thing that, like, yeah, you could all stand around and discuss and say, like, okay, this person gets the wish this time, mm -hmm. but that's not how mages work. Yeah. Everyone wants it too much to ever be willing to give it up. And she also says that uh, the command spells are critical for controlling the servant. If you lose all three, you lose your, uh, like, ability to control the servant. And will likely die. Mm -hmm. It's not really clear exactly how that works, but um, 
she says that generally servants don't all, like listen to their masters very closely unless they know that they can be forced to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a complete waste blowing that command spell if it does get uh, Archer to do what she says. Yep. She wakes up late, like past nine. She's skipping school today. She feels like shit. <laughs> yeah, we skipped over it, but Archer was kind of surprised that she was still standing after summoning him. So after the summoning and then using a command spell and like doing uh, all this like wild shit. Usually the, the toll of summoning is enough to just uh knock out a, a master uh-huh um and so rin was fine last night and then just kind of collapsed was a magic and... <laughs> hangover a little bit yeah uh she would normally have recovered by now but she's giving so much energy to archer to keep him materialized that um she's recovering slower mm-hmm. she says tomorrow she'll feel better mm-hmm. she talks about archer's noble phantasm which is a fun phrase more yep. proper nouns it says that until he gets his memory back, so he won't be able to use it. We don't know what it is yet. Oh, they do say. It's like his finishing move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Special technique. It's super. His... Oh, I almost just said NP. His NP. <laughs> his ultimate. Uh-huh. The living room is completely restored back to its original state, which is fun. Uh, Archer has made How her... How did the roof get fixed? Does Archer just have roof-fixing capabilities? Archer has made her tea, her uh, using her favorite tea without permission, but he did a good job, so she's, like, really conflicted if she wants to yell at him about it or not. Yeah. She's so fucking petty about every single thing, and he's so mean to her. <laughs> it's such a great... It's a good dynamic. Uh, it rules. The two of them together are just they're incredible. Like, they're like... Archer and uh, Rin's dynamic has always struck me as bitchy sleepover. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the. It's the like. Oh, I was saving that for a special occasion, but also he made it literally perfectly. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I want to be mad at him, but it tastes so good. Mm hmm. Uh yeah yeah <laughs> she's a she's a girl genius loner with the world's most annoying <laughs> housekeeper. <laughs> And world most annoying and buff. She has uh-huh. one maid, and it's Archer. And uh-huh. he's got abs like he wouldn't believe. He still doesn't remember who he is. She's going to bring him on a tour around town. Um, and he says something about how he's going to turn invisible. He goes mm-hmm. into a spirit form, mm-hmm. and uh, it uses less energy, like, rendering him. So, Well, yeah, yeah. Like, his existence still exists, and, and so Rin has to still, like feed him some energy but uh, but you can't see him and he can't interact with yeah, shit yeah she can sense where he is though mm-hmm. uh let's see and this is the bit where she realizes maybe it was last night where she realizes like oh huh even if i can't see him i can like sense him yeah i can feel where he is uh also critically other servants will still be able to sense him when they when they're close enough yeah caster another servant name that we got uh we'll be able to sense him at a distance mm-hmm. even if he's in spirit form he is one of the night classes he doesn't know shit about magic yeah um yeah and so there are what knight cavalry and then berserker yeah yeah um and night classes are have good magic resistance typically not great doing magic yeah they rely on their weapons <laughs> mm-hmm 
let's see. Oh, she finally gives him. He finally asks her name, mm-hmm. which uh, she says is unimportant because uh, she needs to know his name to understand his powers. But she doesn't. He doesn't need her name, but mm-hmm. she gives it to him anyway because you know, friends. She well, she says, "Okay, my name's Tosaka Rin. Call me whatever you want." And he just says, "Rin." Yeah, no honorific. Really as possible, and. She, <laughs> Oh yeah, she's like I'm. I want to show you the world you've been summoned into. Uh, it'll be like different than you're used to. And he's like, I don't think it'll be that different. Mm-hmm. Fuyuki is a pair of cities more than it is one city. Yep. Uh, there is one side with a bunch of old buildings called Miyaka City, and then the other side of the river is a more modern town called Shinto, mm-hmm. which is a weird name for a city. I feel like. It just reminds me of the Shrine Tower from Melty Blood. Mm, mm-hmm. The plus side of like them trying to make the city more okay, place. It's Miyama. Miyama. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Miyama City and Shinto are the two halves. Yeah, Miyama City. The nice thing about this is like, oh, this city is a place. There are locations. It has a map. You know what I mean? It'll make sense, right? Yeah. The downside is like, I gotta remember all these place names. I don't know. In Tsukima, there was only four places. Like total. Like. There are really, yeah, you only need to remember two place names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Miyama is, did we, did, sorry, did you say I was looking at it? Miyama is like the old town. You yeah. You know what I mean? No, and in a way, it's Miyama is like... divided into Western, there's Western style mansions on the hill. Yeah. And um, Japanese style mansions in a different area apparently a lot of foreigners used to live in this city and then all left at some point influx of foreigners a while ago yeah like a long time ago yeah shinto is like a modern city yeah uh being like under development you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah it's like a evanston kind of situation chicago evanston Mm. like one one half is like the city and one half is like you know rich people live there Mm mm-hmm uh, Shinto also has a old temple called the Ryudo Temple. So uh, that, that's where Issei lives. Yeah, the class president, and the student council president. Now, Shinto is under like rapid development, partly because the whole thing burned down ten years ago. Hmm. When uh, this seems like an important, like a date that I remember from something else, like an amount of time. That seems to be when the Holy Grail War last happened. Huh. Uh, yeah, so development's been going on since then. They walk through Shinto and end up at the ma- like this big park. And she's like, Archer, what do you think of the vibes of this place? And he's like, the vibes are rancid, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there was a, a like 24-hour fire that destroyed everything and killed like so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this spot, this park, apparently was a residential district that was completely destroyed and was never rebuilt and just turned into a park that no one goes to because it's eerie. Yeah, he's like, bad. He's like, this place is, like, fucked up. Like, there's so many grudges here, this could turn into a reality marble, which is a lot of things to say. Mm-hmm. We know what reality marbles are. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah. Um, so, or specifically, the conversation here regards the differences between boundary fields and reality marbles. And... Boundary fields are basically a... Bounded uh, field. Bounded field. 
Bounded field cool. just sounds better. That's the official oh, translation okay. version. Um, you can call it boundary field. The same vibe. Bounded fields uh, are like an overlay onto the world. They don't replace anything. They're just like they're used for wards. It's a force. Field. Um, it's a force field. It could also just be like an alert. And when someone enters it, you you like the mage gets a little like ping. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a bunch of different uses for them, but they don't fundamentally change reality. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Versus a reality marble is a mage's will creating a new reality. Yeah, yeah. It like overlays the texture of the world with some with like an image from the caster's heart is how yeah. they kind of describe it. We know about this from one uh Knight of Wachalia from Melty oh, Blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. The uh titular Knight of Wachalia was a reality marble that would take over a city and mm-hmm. lead to devastation. Mm-hmm. Uh they're not usually that widespread and they don't last very long, but you can do you can break a lot of rules about how reality works inside a reality marble. Yeah, and they don't last that long because reality itself is like fighting hey, it. Hey, stop. <laughs> no, this is this is where I exist. You mm-hmm. can't you can't butt in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rin is like, I'm I thought you said you didn't know shit about fuck. What what are you doing talking about magic? He's they argue, and then Rin's command spells tick because there's someone watching them. Well, one real, real quick she does refer to reality marbles as a like taboo kind of magic yeah which is really interesting um i guess the only other like arcoids marble phantasm kind of yeah which is and, stronger than a reality marble yeah um and knight of wachalia so like yeah it does seem kind of seem like reality marbles are not a good thing yeah yeah they tend to be bad um yeah Oh, the only other thing is this park, I forgot to mention, this park is specifically where the Holy Grail War ended. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so bad there, and presumably mm-hmm. where the fire started. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They're being watched. Someone's watching them. They Neither of them can figure out who. Yep. There's no servant nearby, So and the command spells reacted. The command spells react to other command spells. Uh, so Rin's like, there must be a master nearby, and they're suppressing their command spell, and I, I only got that little ping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rin has not mastered the art of cutting off magical energy to make her command spell go dormant. And also she doesn't care to because it's much easier to fight them if they come to her. That's what she says. And Archer is a little dismayed. He's kind of like, you, he, he wants, what he wants to say is you are the dumbest master alive. That's not how fights work. What instead he says is nothing. <laughs> He does say that she's at her at her strongest when she's brimming with confidence. Okay, yeah. Which is like, yeah, you know, pride comes before a big win. Sure. <laughs> That's how that works. It's definitely not... That's the saying I heard. Overconfident and getting her ass kicked. Uh, they go up towards the end of the night. They Oh, they go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Presumably it's just Rin eating on her own with like a, t- a empty chair set out for Archer. I think that she says something like that, that like, oh yeah, she's just like eating dinner and Archer's hanging out behind her. Mm-hmm. At night, they like go to the tallest building in the Shinto region and they're looking around. Archer has like really incredible eyesight, which makes sense for someone named Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like pondering her own lack of vision and how she can't figure out who's watching them. And then as she looks over the edge, she see she like meets eyes with someone 
Well, she senses someone watching her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have the eyesight to understand who is watching her. Um, she does recognize him. By feeling more so than, like, actually making out details. Yeah. Um, she she know, knows who it is down there and is like, oh, that's not the person watching me. That's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But steps back because... Uh-huh. She doesn't want... Yeah, it's someone from her normal life. Yeah. Is uh, down there. And it's just a coincidence that they happen to look up at that moment. It's around 9 o'clock and they're heading home now. Someone's walking up ahead of them. Rin recognizes this person too and uh, just skipped school and also is doing magic shit. So she doesn't want to get caught and mm-hmm. ducks out of the way. Up ahead is Mounto Sakura. Sakura's with someone, Ben. Sakura is with... You know what, Fen? I found Arcoid in this game. Uh-huh. A blonde, sh- short blonde hair, red-eyed fuckboy. <laughs> Arcoid is way more this guy than Saber, I think. Appearance-wise. Appearance-wise, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the most punchable man, Ben. Yeah. Um, He just looks awful. Yeah, we get their sprites. Sakura looks nervous. This guy's uh, bothering her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rin's annoyed that she cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like annoyed that Sakura's getting bothered and more annoyed that so- that she cares that Sakura's getting bothered. Archer's like, okay, the vibes on that guy are wild. There's something up with him. But he's got a body. He's not a servant. Mm-hmm. He's no ghost. And Rin can't feel any command spells at all, even though they're pretty close. So uh, their response is, I guess it's not important, which is the stupidest uh, possible conclusion you can get to from that. Yeah. I'm sure it won't bite them in the ass at all. No. Sakura gets away from this guy and leaves. He comes back. The He goes back the other way. And then once they're clear, Rin and Archer go home. Mm-hmm. Rin's getting ready to go to bed, tells Archer to make her tea in the morning. <laughs> Guess she liked the tea. Mm-hmm. And then she makes a call to Kirei, the priest. Yep. Um, He's her guardian. <laughs> but he, she also calls him a fake priest. Yep. Ben has in their notes here, uh, Rin calls... She calls him her guardian. Rin has become Catholic in parentheses. And then she calls him a fake priest. Rin has become fake Catholic. <laughs> Is Rin Catholic? No. I like the, the I say that uh emphatically. I don't think that at this point, um Nasu knows how to write a character who isn't Buddhist. Mm. She's dismissive of temples. She wears a cross on her shirt. She her dad's oh. a priest. She's a little Catholic. She's a little Catholic, Ben. I think she's been inflected with Catholicism. Now, the Holy Church in this is not Catholic anymore, right? It's no, been it's isolated. not specifically. We know. It is we 100% know. Catholic. We but know, it is no ben. longer explicitly called Catholic. Catholic Church yes. like it was in. Yeah. Which is yeah. a huge shame. Which is, again, like the thing of like, oh, Type Moon is a little more buttoned up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to say that the Pope is explicitly sending out death squads. Uh-huh. <laughs> they will all but say it. Uh-huh. I mean, this is literally a, a, a fight over a holy grail. Uh-huh. But, yeah. So Kide is like, listen, I got something important for you. I was told to give it to you when you came of age. Like 20, probably. Uh-huh. 
or if you became a master before then to give it to you then mm-hmm. so this is very important and she's like no 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 i already picked up the pendant it doesn't matter whatever you've got and he's like wait no 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 you're misunderstanding the gravity of the situation and she hangs hangs up on him uh-huh. like once again rin doing things that will definitely not bite her in the ass i don't know that we don't know enough to say that kire has anything awful before. vibes but we know we know that he, his vibes are not uh fresh um they're they're a little rancid Uh um but yeah maybe rin should go talk to him and like see what gifts he offers Uh uh-huh what wares and services yes yes i miss cl master works all can't go wrong (laughs) (laughs) is that the fucking dragon's talk of a guy (laughs) yes I've never played Dragon's Dog, but that's drilled into my goddamn head by the Janine playing it for uh-huh. Halloween. And she didn't even finish that game. Just go up and talk to Kire, and I guarantee you that if your name is Rin, and he just told you that he has a gift for you, he will say, Masterworks all, can't go wrong. <laughs> the next day... After breakfast, Rin's like, so I'm going to be going to school today. And Archer's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're in a magic war. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, I've planted my flag. I've decided to trust you. I am not going to try and stop you. This is a stupid decision. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, I'm not letting a secret magic blood war get in between me and my education. And uh, also, mages don't like public, like, stuff. You know what I mean? So they're not going to attack a school. Fen, didn't we get yesterday that they burned down half the city? Um, I think we got yesterday that half the city burned down. Uh-huh. We don't know that it was the mage's fault. He's like, Archer's like, what would what would they do if they attacked the school? And Rin's like, uh, what? No, they're not going to do that. And he's like, what if one of the other students is, is a master too? And she's like, no, this is an anime. <laughs> no other. A, a teenager with magical powers? No, it's just me. Well, what she says specifically is that, like, again, mages can um, can feel each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels a little bit like because I haven't learned how to um, hide my presence, no one else at school could have either. She is like. But for that long, I would have noticed. Yeah, yeah. There's no new students lately. Like, I know there's a mage at the school, but he's his the head of his family is not a master, is mm-hmm. too old, and he is too weak to become a master. So I know he's not. Yep. They're not participating. And she would have detected anyone else. Now, mm-hmm. this is a very, very broad assumption and dangerous assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, <laughs> pride comes before a big win. Yep. <laughs> Rin Tosaka. That's on the back of her shirt. You don't really yep. see it very often. <laughs> She's also got that jacket on. Uh, Yeah, Archer isn't sold on any of this. And uh, is he's like, well, when the exact thing I'm warning you about happens, don't come crying to me. And so she goes off to school with her pet buff ghost. <laughs> Now, what's going on at the school, <laughs> Uh It's that uh, I'm a genius, oh no meme. <laughs> uh, Rin, yeah, steps one foot into the school and is like... She doesn't even go in yet. 
they they or, smell it from a mile sorry, away. Sorry, not the school, but um, no, it's there. They cross the the. There's a school gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cross the the threshold of the school gate, and immediately Rin is like, "Oh, there's a bounded field set up." Yeah, someone set a force field around the school for something. Uh huh. And uh, it's definitely not like a first cl- class mage doing this, mm-hmm. uh, because the first class mage would have been able to uh hide the mm-hmm. hide this from other mages. She's like, either they're very powerful and confident that they don't need yeah. to hide this, or they're a complete a- amateur, and I think yep. they're an amateur. Hmm. Um, normally it would be hidden until its full effect was ready. Yes. And she is like, I'm going to beat the shit out of them, whatever class they're in. <laughs> she doesn't say here what effect it's going to have, right? No. no. It's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's no, she's no not worried about going inside the bounded field, which mm-hmm. seems uh, cocky to me. Yeah. But, you know. Well, she's very like, annoyed. She has, she has a bounded field around her house, and that... I think from what we know, that feels like just an alarm system. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Rin will know if you step foot in there, but, like, it's not going to, like, mm-hmm. smush you to a paste. Yeah. Uh, we, we Rin has a lot of, like, um, she feels very much like she owns this city. Yeah. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because the Tosaka family has been here for a long time and has, is, has a lot of power. You know we what will, I mean? We will get at some point later that, like... I get, we can wait until she calls this her territory yes like the school belongs to her in her mind i don't i don't know if it's that much of a spoiler to say that like every every area has a mage family who like quote unquote owns it yeah and is responsible for overseeing that territory the tosakas are that for fuyuki is there a mage family in um the tsukihime city or do you think that uh they're scared off by the tonas I would believe that there's a mage family in there. Mm-hmm. The Tonos try to keep to themselves, kind of. Yeah. I could yeah. I, I could see people wanting to avoid them because they yeah. do seem particularly yeah. dangerous. Uh huh. Cut to second period. Sakura is carrying a bunch of paper, and Rin wants to help her. Um. Sakura looks depressed in every single spray. She. Yep. She only has the sad Kohaku sprites. She does not have any normal sprites. Not yet. Not yet. She's a re- it's a reverse Kohaku situation. She'll get happy later. Uh-huh. Uh, they chatter for a little while. Uh, and then Rin's like, hey, what was up with that guy I saw you with yesterday? And uh, Sakura gets very, like, evasive and is like... Uh, I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he's a foreigner. He asked me a bunch of questions I didn't understand. He might have been lost. He, he made me very nervous and I ran away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rin's like, well, okay, that's fine. How have you been doing lately? And Sakura gives her a very nice smile. And uh, says that she even says that uh, Shinji has been behaving himself lately. He's been a lot nicer to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, if he acts up again, let me know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pulling up her sleeves. Uh-huh. <laughs> End of the school day. Red. The sunset. The color of blood. No. Rin is so much less emo than Shiki is. Yeah. Shiki was so emo. It's the, the like, I will say that, um, like, Tsukihime, again, is, like, a very, is at many points legitimately and enjoyably horror yeah 
and also that comes with a lot of like edgelordy yeah, yeah uh, edgelordy uh writing that's stuff that i like, like about it yeah no i'm not saying that in a in Rubin's a just like purely derogatory term um but it is certainly like oh this is setting a this prologue is setting a very different tone for mm-hmm. what this game is than like uh shiki opening up with shiki's entire family getting murdered and uh-huh. Thus, like for the rest of his life, his eyelids. yeah, yeah, uh, him hating the color red, like very different vibes. Uh, all the students are gone, and uh, Rin calls Archer out so that he can help her investigate this bounded field and whether or not they should leave it or destroy it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, CL used to use bounded fields. She uh, would use a uh, field that would make normal people avoid the area and would hide what was going on oh yeah uh-huh. yeah the like blackout field that she used uh-huh. mm-hmm. it can also be used to do stuff like dampen magic in the vicinity that seems useful mm-hmm. when you're fighting ma- mages yeah now fen what innocuous little thing does this field do um it is like the least innocuous bounded field uh so it just it disrupts all living things within it um in particular knocks them out what this means is we'll knock them out and in fact uh kind of turn them to mush yeah yeah that takes a little bit for them to get to but it's going to dissolve everyone inside the field except for mages because they can resist it yeah because it's it, it is again the the uh it's aoe so it can't like it can't um use enough force to focus on any individual so any individual who can resist it at all will be fine but, but everyone anyone else who doesn't just... have access to magic will be yeah. killed and dissolved i think rin says something like it's like um it's almost like a magnetic thing mm-hmm. of like because rin has her own magnetic field she'll repulse the effect of the bounded field versus everyone else will just like mm-hmm. get affected by it she calls it a blood fort which is a cool term great name and she's like yeah this is not set up to kill a master this is set up to kill a bunch of innocent people yep uh this this why would they do that completely thrown her uh oh the sigil that they found uh also she's like oh this is way beyond what i was expecting okay yeah this is when we get into like oh it's going to drain the strength from everyone um yeah she can't destroy it is also notable mm -hmm. she doesn't know how to do it yeah uh she can and we get a fascinating detail mm-hmm. about like there's a lot of magic that needs souls to exist to work uh-huh but no one except for people who specifically specialize in how souls work actually understands that's one person by the way yeah okay there's except one, for one person, person who understands um, the soul Everyone else is just like, yes, souls exist, therefore my magic works. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, I love that as a, like, yeah, we, like, move them around and, like, do fun stuff with them. We can't convert them into energy. No idea how they actually work. Yeah. There's no way to turn a soul into energy. Well. Except. Well, Ben. Unless you happen to have some kind of class of being that is technically a soul eater. Like, say, a servant. Uh-huh. Yeah. I believe the that most familiars would also i think i think len could but i don't think most servants are soul okay. eaters. i think they use a soul to function okay. but yeah because she's surprised 
Yeah. We're not surprised. She thought this was a possibility, but she's not happy about it. Uh-huh. And yeah, she's like, Archer's like, yeah, yeah, we eat souls and get stronger. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. It's a like energy. A um masters provide enough magical energy for servants to keep existing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But like and and it's not a like uh a starvation diet. Yeah. They're not like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm just barely ever getting enough energy to do anything. Yeah. Um but certainly if you if you sat down and had like a nice meal, mm-hmm. you would be more powerful than if you were eating like a couple of rice crackers every day. Yeah. Uh and so that's what eating a soul is like for a servant. Is. He describes it as a rank up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if he if you if he were to eat enough souls, he would become like a higher he would like level up. Yeah. Basically. I think it sounds like you couldn't take like a one star servant and make them a five star mm-hmm. by feeding them souls. But you could go from like three star to four star yeah. or four star to five star. Um Yeah, and he's like, This is a tactic you you must consider if you want to win. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And he's like, That was a test. <laughs> I did not want to do that either. <laughs> So they compromise on this bounded field. She's going to drain the magical energy out of it and erase the actual sigil if she can. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't unset the bounded field, but it'll be a little annoying for the... It, it's primed to go off whenever the the creator wants right now. She mm-hmm. can unprime it and they'll have to reprime it. Yeah. So she's drawing on her magic crest for this. She says that she's literally reading information out of it, which is cool yeah she calls it a book of magic it's like it's like a grimoire mm-hmm. but engraved into your soul <laughs> engraved into your magical circuits mm-hmm. but which yeah. is important because it's physical yeah but what the fuck are magic circuits i think we get a, we'll a get very it. detailed description of them later in this game uh let's see she says some german that translated on deep l to deduction operation middle class <laughs> Which is very funny. And then she says it again, and it translates to, from Japanese to, eliminate surgical extraction second section. I get what they were going for with that German, but I'm not sure that they pulled the right words. Uh-huh. Operation middle class. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's getting ready to disrupt the mark as best she can when someone interrupts her. There's a blue guy. Who's this dude? He looks stupid. <laughs> He looks incredibly goofy. This this guy looks like he gets up in the morning and um like gels his hair. He gets up and in then... the morning and open palm slams Chronicles of Riddick VHS into the slot and starts doing the moves along with the <laughs> He gets up in the morning. Yeah, does the Chronicles of Riddick thing. Yeah, he definitely does that. And then gels his hair, looks in the mirror and is like, I'm the coolest dude who's ever existed. <laughs> He's wearing a blue bodysuit that looks a lot like Archer's black one, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't have the coat. He's got like a mullet <laughs> with a ponytail in the back. Uh-huh. He's got red eyes uh, and he's got blue. His hair is blue. Mm-hmm. Real blue, dude. This music is good, though. There's like a watery, spooky music playing at the time. I don't know what track it is. Yeah. Also, Rin says he smells bad. Mm-hmm. I Stay believe that. Stinky man. Belongs in the garbage. <laughs> Oh, he's not the only man who belongs in the garbage bin. She's like, did you make this bounded field? And he's like, uh, uh, do I look like a mage? No, I don't know about that stuff. Uh, he can detect that Archer is there, so he is a servant. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, he's very, like, casual and chatty and friendly, but, like, she can sense, like, a bottomless trench of killing intent coming from him. This is the best part of basically every anime, is that killing intent is, like, a physical thing that you can feel radiating uh-huh. off of people. Some anime it makes more sense than others. This makes sense, she's a mage, yeah. but, like, it is very... Vibes. The vibes are real and they assault you. Uh-huh. So, Rin's instincts are telling her that this is a dangerous, this is a bad fight, and she doesn't want to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And he, there's, a, there is a cool thing where he like holds out his hand, and the C, like the CE swaps, and like there's a flash as a spear appears in his hand. Yeah. It's like, like red spear. That's very cool. Uh huh. And she leaps on instinct, and the spear like slams into the ground, like inches from where, like right where she was a second ago. Mm-hmm. And she throws herself over the fence while scre- yelling, "It's big, it's small," <laughs> German, <laughs> which is to make herself lighter. Her lighter, yeah. Uh, and she's like floating to the ground, which is a cool thing that I didn't know she could do. Uh, and then she's like, "He's gonna catch me in midair," and like calls to archer to catch her while she makes herself normal weight again Mm -hmm. she wants to get to a better battlefield if this is turning into a fight because that guy very clearly excelled in close quarters and she's a ranged fighter and her servant is archer Mm -hmm. they rin like uses a spell to speed herself (laughs) up she runs a hundred meters in seven seconds then i wrote down the world record the world record is 9.58 seconds set by usain bolt so funny that she ran that fast i wonder what the world record was in 2004 i don't know i wonder if nasu knew or was like oh this is like a fast this is a fast time yeah it is it was a wind spell so yeah yeah no usain bolt didn't need wind spells to run that fast just a lot of training Mm -hmm. uh the servant has kept up with them very easily see he's caught up to her and uh, he's like, oh, it's going to be such a waste to kill you. And then this is very funny. The back of back of Archer Sprite like materializes in, front, in between them. Uh-huh. The back of his head. He has such broad shoulders, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I like Archer's design. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. It's not my favorite, but it's way better than this other guy. His, his coat is like a weird split coat. Yeah. I don't even remember how it looks now, but yeah, it's like cropped on one part, isn't it? Yeah. But it has like the long tail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what's Archer got? He's got a short sword. He's ben. got a fucking sword. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was Archer. Why has he got a fucking sword? A sword is not a bow, and there's nothing you can do to convince me otherwise. I mean, I guess he did. Re- he did really want to be Saber. Yes. So maybe he's just living out his fantasy of being uh-huh. Saber by uh, by using swords instead of a bow. What a loser. Uh, the enemy is, obviously, since we all know what the classes are, Lancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of the spear. Although he's, for all I know, he's the fucking caster or something, waving the spear around with his magic wand. So, Lancer is nice to women when he kills them, but men he's mean to when he kills them. Notable. That's fair. He He's confused as to what class the guy, Archer is because of the sword thing. I think 
And Rin had called him Archer, right? Or has she not yet? I don't know if she's used She might have just telepathically called him Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he figures it out really quickly. Uh, the fact that they weren't willing to fight him in close quarters mm. and the fact that he's not sent, he, he like has some kind of sense about what class he is. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're not Saber. He puts it together that they must be the archers. Mm-hmm. The archers. My favorite new sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Ben. Uh, that would be. Rin coming home with a different girl every night, and Archer just being like, no, honey, you gotta. Uh-huh. Archer in a loving, long-term relationship with his boyfriend, <laughs> and just... One of those progressive, uh, new soap operas. I would hate this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Lancer's like, hey, stop fucking around, take out your bow, come on, fight me. And, uh... They start clashing. Mm-hmm. Sword, I like I, I I have heard a lot of people say they don't like the fight scenes in Fate. I like them. I like it. Uh, it's way showier than it is in Tsukihime. Lot not more like fun sprites to look at. That's and like true. sound effects and um. I do like that Tsukihime fights are like here. There are five steps of this fight. Yeah, and then it's over. They're like nasty. And they're, they're brutal and short. Brutal and, short fights and like it's gonna hurt a lot. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, and like they always felt like they had weight you know what i mean because uh-huh. like shiki was in a lot of those fights getting completely torn to shit yeah even if he healed fast after because of various magic reasons mm-hmm. there was no guarantee that he would heal quickly yeah this is, fights are much flowier. this is much more shonen yeah of like oh yeah let's luxuriate in the clash of two uh two servants now Rin is getting a little worried because she can't back up Archer because her ranged attacks that she mentioned are AoE. Oh, <laughs> that's a friendly fire. This seems bad. Uh-huh. She should have learned a more like close, like a, a more accurate spell if she was going to be backing up someone, which is uh-huh. the whole role that she has. Well, if he was actually Archer, she'd be fine. That's true, but she wanted Saber. Yeah. She had fan fiction about her and Saber winning the war together. Uh-huh. Oh, Ben, do you think that Rin writes real-life fan fiction about her, of and, her Saber? and Saber? Yes. What if I was Saber's master? What if she lived in my house eating my hamburgers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what if Saber lived in my house eating my hamburgers? You'd have to make a lot of hamburgers. I would be so happy to. <laughs> So, as they fight, Rin finally explains what the fuck a servant is mm-hmm. in more detail. Mm-hmm. There's a funny bit where she says that familiars are like mascot characters for the <laughs> mage. And then the, they run uh, errands. Yeah, they run, they're never stronger than the master. They, they're like mascots slash telepresence robots. Yeah, uh-huh. Roombas with uh, iPads taped to them. Mm-hmm. But servants are way stronger than the mages they serve. Mm-hmm. And even sorcerers, who are a class above regular mages, they would not be able to control, uh, like, summon a servant at all. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't work. What the fuck is a servant? They're guys. They're guys. But, like, what kind of guys? Um, They're guys from history. They're mythological figures and, like, heroes from legend. Yeah. This is... Well, does... Was I just fake go thinking that servants had to be real guys 
Does she actually say that they can be from legend? She says specifically they can be mythological. Okay. Completely made up. Okay. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to have concrete roots in folklore, but they can be fake people. Hmm. I think this directly contradicts something that that is said later. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She um, says they can be fictional or not fictional. Yeah. But, um, But basically, if you're... If you're cool enough, if people like you enough, if they tell enough stories about you, then you're you become something more than human after death. Yes. You become um, a guardian of humanity, yeah. a heroic spirit. Uh and since they're more than human, normal humans shouldn't be able to control them. Mm-hmm. Uh you could you could borrow some of their power to do something cool, but you can't like tell them what to do. That's the Grail makes this possible, and that's even the, like self-proving how powerful the Grail is that yeah. it can even waste power doing this. Mm-hmm. She's like talking about the limits of the Grail's power. She says this in, like bananas line, just as a form invented by humans is required for the imaginary six element known as the devil <laughs> to take form. The hero, the heroic spirits also need a form to live in this world. What the fuck was that about the sixth element? We don't even we don't even know what the fifth element is. First of all, and the sixth element is the devil. Yep, apparently. Um, and so this you is can't like just say shit, Rin. This is uh, the Grail is not all powerful. It can't do literally anything. Yeah, and so it can only summon servants into containers, class containers that it prepares ahead of time. Yes. So that's why there are seven classes: mm-hmm. saber, saber, archer, lancer, are the three knight classes. Mm-hmm. Um. Caster, assassin, rider are the three cavalry classes, and then berserker is by itself. Yeah. Now, this this is an interesting bit because let's say that you are a figure from legend who has like a like a bunch of weapons that you're known for using. Mm-hmm. Typically, you will be stripped of most of those like legendary armaments and just focus on the one yeah. when you're summoned. So a servant could be summoned in a couple different classes depending on what what they fit, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on the servant. What? So, like, um, there are certain servants mm-hmm. who will only ever be summoned by one class, yeah. as one class. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a non-spoilerly one. <laughs> uh, this is hard because we know all of the servants, but... Yeah. Well, like, okay, let's say uh, T.S. Eliot. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, he would probably never be summoned as anything aside from a caster. Yeah, for some reason, authors are Authors casters. tend to be casters because they don't really fit into anything else. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Can I think of another one? Uh, no, not really. Um, like a... Like a um, yeah, I think like a lot of a lot of famous heroes use multiple weapons. Yeah. Which is, again, like uh, a, a, a famous knight, say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Could be summoned as like, oh... A saber, a lancer, a rider, yeah. probably an archer, um, probably not an assassin or a caster. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, a rider is just someone who's good at riding stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, any knight, any knight on a horseback, prob- like Genghis Khan, mm-hmm. could probably be archer or rider, I would say. Because, uh-huh. like, the Hun, uh, yeah, the Huns were, um, wait, the Huns? Genghis Khan, right? I'm not. You're thinking of Attila the Hun. Yeah. Okay. Genghis Khan, uh, known for uh, or who? 
Okay, one sec. Mongol. Oh, the Mongols. Okay. So, Genghis Khan, Mongols, very good at horseback riding, very good at using bows. Yeah. So, both of those are probably, like, rider or archer. Yeah. Great. Um, do we know of any... Can we think of any, uh, like, heroes who only ever use one weapon? Um, Fuck if I know. And Berserker is the exception. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. And B- Berserker uh, removes... Makes them more powerful and removes their, like, sapience. Yeah. Kind of. Their ability to think rationally. They turn into, like, wild killing machines. They won't kill their master, typically. Yeah. But they're very hard to control. And And they will... Berserker's master typically burns themselves out. Yeah, yeah. The the Berserker will prove to be impossible to control, burn out all of their magical energy, and that will kill them. The stronger... Yeah. The stronger a servant, the more magical energy they use. Yep. And so, uh, Berserkers are are again it's like if you summoned a normally like two or three star servant as a berserker they might be like a four or five star servant Mm -hmm. um back to the fight lancer knocks the sword out of archer's hand because uh there's a rock paper scissors kind of thing going on here and lances beat swords or lances beat archers and sabers beat lancers but just because archer is using a sword doesn't mean he's better against a lancer because he's an archer. Yeah, this, this is, is very just funny. a fun fight. It's the thing is, is that Fate Go. They talk about it in this being oh, do like, they? they do talk about how Lance, like the affinity of classes, change who could win the fight. Oh, huh. Like a weak servant could win a fight against a stronger servant if they had the affinity because of which class they are. Oh yeah, but yeah, it is yeah, talked about. Yeah. I think that's more about like which weapons you're wielding. Yeah. Like, an archer and a rider both using bows, Mm -hmm. the archer is probably going to be better with their bow. Uh Uh-huh. Lancer's winning this fight is the important thing. Uh Uh-huh. And Lancer comes in for the killing blow. Crap. Two swords. (laughs) That's right. Archer has more swords now than he did before, even though one got out of the way. We get this new, this CG of him. He's got, like... Okay, they're like scimitars, kind of, without the crossbar. You know, yeah. big curved swords, short swords, with like a yin-yang theme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one's black and the other one is white with like... Oh, one's white and the other one has black with like red hexagon pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Lancer's like, you're trying real hard to be safer, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so... The next part of the sword, Lancer just keeps knocking swords out of Archer's hands and he just gets more swords. <laughs> and Lancer is getting increasingly frustrated. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? How many fucking swords are you carrying, man? They're up to 27 swords. And this is where we get. So, Noble Phantasm, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's typically a weapon that the servant is known for. Yeah. It could also be a piece of armor. It's part of their legend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A talisman. Mm hmm. It's also a super attack. Yes. Right? So as part of the class container thing, if a servant is known for killing two great monsters in two different ways, you're only going to get one probably. Yeah. Pro- typically. Well, so like we could use like David. Okay. Um, He is a servant in Faco. I don't know that it's, particularly- it's ever like teased as to who he actually is. Yeah. So his sling yeah. that he uses to kill Goliath. 
that is his noble phantasm yeah or like would be in this game mm-hmm. i don't think it is in it's the ark of the covenant in okay um which is yeah a different yeah um, thing. Sure. um i don't so like that might be his like actual np but he has an np that is the ark of the covenant hmm. um so yeah that like that sling is his noble phantasm yeah it's and, like a super move and using it like actually activating it and using the noble phantasm is different than using the weapon right yeah because you are in real time recreating the legend yes so he can he can use that sling to like hit people Uh as an archer that's fine uh if he calls out his his sling's name Uh uh-huh whatever the name of it is Uh uh-huh uh and reveals his identity and calls out the ark of the covenant names names his noble phantasm it gets way more powerful it becomes something that could kill a giant yeah you know what i mean yeah uh which is like a double-edged sword because that's telling everyone who you are (laughs) yeah and you might have a legend that's like and this is what kills them Uh uh-huh uh-huh you might have all your weaknesses laid out because you're a historical like legend you know what i mean achilles you could determine that he's a greek hero Mm -hmm. um and uh and that's fine there's a lot that of narrows greek it down heroes. a little bit but yeah there are a lot of greek heroes is he a lancer is he a I rider say, if you're fighting a greek hero you might as well hit him in the like <laughs> just to be safe uh but yeah like as soon as you know it's achilles you're like oh i have one job it's hit him in the ankle yeah and then he's dead and then he dies <laughs> so lancer's lance is very obviously his noble phantasm yes. but he hasn't activated it yet and they yeah. can't tell what it is just by looking so at it it's not that distinct he's lancer so he's very good with a lance but he hasn't like he hasn't used its weapon art mm-hmm. now the fact that archer is throwing away swords like <laughs> like he's going out of business means that those swords can't be his noble phantasm yeah because the weapon is important it's part of the servant mm-hmm you can't just manufacture them at scale like he appears to be. Yeah, the 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 thing there is like I guess you could if you had infinite magical energy. Yeah. Like to to do what Archer is doing with his swords with an actual noble phantasm would just be like, "Oh, Rin is Rin is, Rin, Rin was dead after like the first two swords disappeared." Uh-huh. Uh cuz he would have sucked her dry of magical energy. Yeah. But but yeah, it means that he can't. He clearly can't use them as a noble phantasm because it must be a bow, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so Lancer is like, I'm getting frustrated because he's lose. He's not losing, but Archer's keeping up with him, even though he's clearly hiding what his actual abilities are. Yeah. And so Lancer's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Because I really haven't ever heard of anyone like who is a bowman who uses two swords yep it's very funny and archer's like i already know who you are actually and then lancer's like fine then i'm just gonna do it and he starts to use his envy mm-hmm. and rin is immediately like oh archer's going to die that's a demonic lance and it's the embodiment of inescapable death she doesn't say Great. who it is um this is another like another shonen staple of like oh archer or lancer's killing intent is so thick that no one can move. Uh-huh. It's just like time has stopped for everyone mm-hmm. except for Lancer because like the air has congealed around them. Mm-hmm. And then they are interrupted by some dumbass being like, hey, who's that over there? <laughs> scold, scold. Uh... Uh-huh. Lancer's like, uh, one sec, I'm going to go murder that guy and goes and runs to murder that guy. <laughs> Rin's like, no, 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 go after him and stop him. Mm-hmm. 
And she's furious with herself for letting this happen. Mm -hmm. One of the students saw them. At the inside the school, she catches up to Archer, who's standing over a blood-soaked body. Mm -hmm. Whoops. That's fine. Lancer escaped, took it as an opportunity to leave, which he could have won that fight, it looked like. But I guess yeah. being spotted, he was like, I'll just do this later. Yeah. Um, Rin tells Archer to go after him, try and figure out who the master is, so this wasn't a complete waste of time. He goes off, and she's like staring at the body but not the face you know what i mean mm -hmm. and yeah there's a hole in his heart but uh he's not dead yet mm -hmm. he's just bleeding out and like not breathing so she's like the least i could do is send him off look him in the face look him in the eye and be like i'm responsible for this and take that responsibility i like this line this where she's like she looks at him and she's like stop it why does it have to be you uh-huh because she knows this kid yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's mad at him for staying late mm -hmm. on the worst possible night. She's... It's a nice bit where she has very clearly not been prepared for a moment like this, right? Yeah. The whole time she's been like, no, I'm so talented, this will never happen. Well... and But, like, she is so shell-shocked in this moment by how unprepared she is. Like, she knew yeah. deep down that she wasn't really ready. But, like... The actual facing it is like, oh, no, I really wasn't ready for this. Yeah. She she was trying her best to be a quote unquote proper mage. Uh-huh. Um, and so in order to avoid stuff like this, she went out of her way to not eliminate witnesses, but to, to make sure that she only ever did stuff in places where there weren't going to be any witnesses mm -hmm. so that she wouldn't have to face this. Yes. And then um, and so like. That's fine. That's great. Mm -hmm. uh, she knows that she couldn't deal with this, so she went out of her way to avoid this. And, and then... she told herself that she could if she had to. Yeah. But now that she's actually faced with it, she she mentions Sakura in this moment. She doesn't. Mm -hmm. We don't get who this boy is in this moment. No. We won't in this episode, I don't think. No. Uh, but we, we can put this together, right? Mm-hmm. Hole in the heart. A boy staying late. Yeah. It's Shiro. Yeah. Uh huh. We saw him with the blood on his shirt. Yeah. In the in the pro like beginning of the prologue. With this, I think that they're doing a. Hmm, I don't know if they're actually. There's a a room to mistake who this is because of men her mentioning Sakura and how mm -hmm. Sakura is going to be upset. We don't have an established relationship between those two yet. We're gonna get a. So you could think soon. for a second that it's Shinji. Yeah. But it's not Shinji. Uh, during this scene, the song that, uh, I took a, like, bit from, uh, for our intro music, our intro mm -hmm. music is, like, uh, covers, like, a tiny piece of this song is playing. I was like, ah, I know that song. <laughs> um, this is, Rin is great. She's such a dumbass. Uh, she cannot accept that anyone ever would die. Yeah. Um, and also, she's not talented at healing magic yep at all so but a lot of magical energy can make up for that fact if you throw enough money at a problem it'll go away right yeah so she takes out the pendant that her dad left her with the, the ace in the hole that could change the course of the war used properly uh-huh uh with years and years and years worth of stored magical energy uh-huh and uses all of it to revive him <laughs> 
which she didn't even know necessarily would work, but it does yep. work. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a moment after that she's like, damn, I'm really glad that worked. I didn't want, like, a second thing in the past two days to make me want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, it was worth it. <laughs> and she drops the pendant on him and leaves. Mm-hmm. On her way home, she's like, maybe I should have taken the pendant with me. It's still got a little juice in it, maybe. But it's, like, basic. basic yeah, it's, like, got not much left. Not, not enough to turn the tide of a war. Uh-huh. And so she doesn't go back for it. She drops onto her couch at home, waiting for Archer to come back. She makes some tea. She's like, "If I, I could have, I wish I figured out who Lancer is." Uh, Archer already said that he knows, so that I don't think that'll be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think this is the first time that it, she mentions that this is the fifth Holy Grail War, which is mm. interesting because mm-hmm. this is a hundreds of year old tradition, and the last one was ten years ago. That's weird. That is weird. How many how many years are typically between them? She talks about catalysts again and like more about the how servants work, et cetera, et cetera. There's nothing too notable. Mm-hmm. She does say that if you summon without a catalyst, you will end up with a servant who personality wise suits you, probably. One who mm-hmm. like like is likely to be compatible with you, and that's what happened with her. Which is very funny. Yeah. She also explains explicitly that Saber is the strongest class. Like, all classes just have different skills and abilities, but also Saber is the best one. Yeah. It certainly... It's... Yeah. It certainly feels like... Yeah, like, all classes have... All classes could win. If Saber you summon, If you summon... Well, if you summon the right servant, and, like, they're powerful enough, and um, they're a good enough match with their master, like, yeah, sure, anyone could win. But, like... In a in a straight up fight, which is what Rin is gonna uh uh like not prov- um That's what she goes for. Yeah. She what is Rin a is, knockdown Rin drag wants out fight. people to come to her and fight her one on one. And Saber is the perfect class for that. Uh Saber is Night classes are resistant to magic. Saber is especially resistant to magic. Mm-hmm. So that just makes them very powerful because they are the enemies mages. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of a, a whole class caster is also just a mage. Yep. Which is like, I think she doesn't say that they've won every time, but sabers are always down to the last fight. Yeah. In for every holy grail so far, mm-hmm. or every holy grail war. Mm-hmm. There's not multiple holy grails. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there something else you wanted to say there? No. Just that. Casters do typically have magic that is powerful enough to get through magic resistance. Uh huh. But it's still like it's still a good benefit. Yeah. To uh, yeah. Have that magic resistance. Uh, Rin is plotting what to do next when Archer returns. He's like, the master wasn't even on the side of town. I have no idea who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Rin's like. This hasn't even started yet. We haven't even gotten the official signal. Like, there's there's still not a seventh master. I don't want to pick any more fights than I have to before it starts. Mm-hmm. And Archer asks, what she, what's she going to wish for? Ben? I love Rin. Rin is the best. She doesn't have one. She doesn't have a what? She doesn't have a wish. What do you mean she doesn't have a wish? She's fighting a blood war for wishes. Yeah. Archer's like, you don't even have a dumb wish like ruling the world and Rin is like 
I already ruled the world. The world is the things that I care about around me. Uh-huh. And she owns this town and she has control over everything she thinks is important. This is not at all true. Rin does not have control over most of the things that she thinks are important. Uh-huh. But she thinks that she does. Yeah, yeah. Uh she well, she can't let herself admit that anything she cares about isn't under her control. It's like, oh yeah, if it's not under my control, I don't care about it. Yep. That must be it. <laughs> I love this this line that we get after this. I fight because there's a battle, and I'll take whatever I can get. I don't know about this Holy Grail thing, but I can just use it when I find something I want, right? As a human, there are infinite things I might want in life. Uh, I like that I fight because there's a battle. Great mm-hmm. line. And this is, a, this is where Archer's like, oh, we're a perfect pair. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good. Because uh, she's like, well... Like, of course I'd fight to win. What other choice do I have? And he's like, oh, god damn it. I guess we're a perfect match. Uh-huh. Archer notices that she's missing her pendant, and she's like, I don't need it. I have plenty of other memories of my dead father. And he's like, you don't have to act tough, and, like, gives her her pendant back. Mm-hmm. He's like, it only looks right on you. That's cute. Oh. Uh, it's totally empty, though. It's com- it, she was wrong. It's completely drained of magical energy. Yeah. So, even less useful than she thought. Mm-hmm. And then Rin's like, okay, well, this is nice. Fuck, I made another <laughs> mistake. She has the ability to erase memories, apparently. She didn't do it. No, nope. boy remembers. Completely forgot. Uh, and if the Lancer's master finds out that he's alive, they'll just kill him again. Uh-huh. Now, this seems like a pretty major thing to forget to me. Because... First of all, wouldn't it be easier just to erase his memories? I guess uh, Lancer doesn't doesn't have that capability. He's not a mage. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, how the fuck are you going to keep this kid alive? Lancer was already sniffing around the school. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Big details. Mm-hmm. I she did just use up like her ace in the hole for the entire war. Mm-hmm. I can I can't really blame her for being a little like frazzled and forgetting. Very, very important details. But she used her whole thing for him. Like, he's gonna die again. She runs for his house. Mm -hmm. She's bolting. It's been three hours since she revived him. Uh, Sakura goes over to his house a lot. Or, presumably Sakura. Because she she just says, someone I know. Mm -hmm. So she knows the address. Archer's like, hey, if he dies, he dies. Come on, let's not get involved. Rin senses Lancer in the house, this like darkened Japanese style house. And they're about to break in and save this stupid idiot again when there's a bright light and a shimmering sound plays and uh, the after effects of a summoning. Mm-hmm. And Lancer bolts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the energy that, is, that they're feeling is way stronger than Lancer, who had them on the ropes already. Yep. The si- It turns out that that was the final master now. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And we know that it's Shiro because a certain knight in a silver and blue outfit leaps over the wall and is about to decapitate Archer. Yep. Yeah, Archer gets fucking fucked up and then is about to get beheaded and Rin... tells him to go to spirit form Uh uh-huh but critically she wastes a command spell doing this well 
I don't know about waste. Not like, waste. He would have died. Yes. Like, forcing him to transfer it into spirit form to dodge that attack was such a powerful command that or it would not have happened in time yeah. unless she used a command spell to force it. Uh-huh. So she instinctively used one. So yeah. waste is a strong word, but also she is down they the really one. shouldn't have come here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she is now defenseless facing a servant who is stronger. Not entirely defenseless, Ben. She You're has right. she has right. cool magic. She has cool magic. She shoots a massive wind spell uh-huh. at uh the servant. I think we've gotten I think at some point she said she has 10 of these jewels. Uh-huh. Um so she uses an entire one to just just releases all of the energy in it. Yeah. At this servant. Into this massive like cutting wind gale. And, and sick um, sick like background looks cool. Uh does nothing. Servant just like, bounces off of her. Standing there like not perturbed at all. Yeah, she's like, "Wow, that was a really impressive spell actually." Uh-huh. <laughs> but doesn't didn't do anything. Uh, and Rin just like falls to her knees and she's like, why does it have to be such a pretty fucking girl? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is... Rin talks at length about how beautiful this girl is who's about to kill her. There's a moment where, um, let's see. Yeah, where she's like, oh, damn, even though she's about to cut off my head, I am enchanted by her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even care. Um, This is Saber. She realizes in this moment. We've said that, but Rin yep. is like, ah, this is the person that I did not manage to summon. Yeah. This is what I could have had. Uh-huh. <laughs> a, a pretty girl who is way stronger than the loser that I got saddled with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the knight's about to cut her head off when the prologue ends. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger. Yeah, but that's the that's the prologue of Fate's Day Night. Yeah. Uh Rin fucked up. Wake up, Rin, you fucked up. I just love that so she used one of her 10 gems. Yes. And two of her three command spells. Oh, that's bad math. And and we are 5 minutes, 3 minutes into the Holy Grail war. With all yeah. seven servants summoned. I mean, like, if you're feeling generous, uh, she's had that stuff for two days. Uh-huh. That's still not great. It's bad. It looks oh, really bad. And her and servant is is heavily injured and and she's gonna die. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not looking great for Ren. Yeah, it really was just a bad time to be Rin, Tosaka Rin. Yeah. Even if you're not going to play along with us, mm-hmm. I'm begging you, go look up the OP, the original OP. Like, type in to YouTube or whatever, Fate Stay Night PC mm-hmm. OP. Uh, it rules. It's great. We're going to play that song after the credit, after this outro, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just visual novels with OPs rule. Yeah, totally. And that that plays after you finish the prologue, and I then you the get Vita the version. like title screen. I got the Vita version because I clicked a, a thing in the installer that mm-hmm. I shouldn't have because the Vita version uh, crashes the game mm-hmm. like irreparably, and you have to delete it from the file so it doesn't play. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so uh, I think that's 
it for stay night. I think we're moving on to Hollow Ataraxia now. That would be very funny. Um, next time on Fate Moon Archive. Fate Moon Archive. Any thoughts about the prologue? Any wrap-up um, thoughts? It's such a great intro to the yeah, it's world. It's very solid, like contained, short little thing that's like, okay, here it, we're jumping it right into it with a character who knows what's going on. We're gonna explain a lot of the rules in like vague enough that it's not just chatter forever. We're going to give you a lot of stuff about the tone, how servants work. Aside from the lack of, um, aside from the lack of, oops, okay. Aside from the lack of, uh, choices, this is like Fate's Day Night in a nutshell. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like the thematic, um, stuff going on, uh, a lot of, uh, proper nouns, mm-hmm. um, yeah like it and and um i think it does for me at least it does a good job of um setting up hey here's uh here are a bunch of the main characters Mm -hmm. you're gonna see going forward uh here's like roughly what their relationship is and yeah here's a lot of like the ground rules of how this world works yeah yeah it's pretty solid uh i think tsukihime takes a longer to like get anywhere yeah oh for sure this shit doesn't go like really pop off until arcoid is lying on the ground in 17 pieces what a incredible day it's such a good like bit yeah oh it might actually not take very long to get there it takes a decent amount of time yeah it takes long enough that you're like lulled into this like Oh, this is like relatively normal. It's like yeah. a little weird that this guy can see death lines, but uh-huh. it's like mostly normal. And then suddenly it's like, oh, he who the just fuck, who the fuck am someone. I? St- like, <laughs> it's like watching your buddy do like do the most fucked up thing you've ever seen right beside you, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm making, I'm like very uncomfortable with the choices that I took to get me to this situation. Yeah, it. it this is much more. Uh, Hmm. Concise, not concise. It's very purposeful. Yes. Well, starting with Saber standing over Shiro uh-huh. as a like purely third person narrated thing, and then diving into Rin's perspective for three days mm-hmm. is such a great like. And then leaves on a, a cliffhanger. Yeah. That is like, oh, what's going to happen? I get to know now because I can play this. Uh huh. Um. Or I can play a few days of this yeah uh spoiler for next time uh we jump back to i think january 31st that is that is day one i believe um so so we're gonna it's not gonna pick up exactly where we left off we're gonna see it from no we see the opening from shiro's perspective okay um i kind of like that but i also kind of would have liked it if we just didn't get that uh Mm uh-huh um i think that there's like there's plenty there that is we'll talk about it next episode there's a lot of setup right Um, a lot of hints well yeah it's it's the fun um it's the fun thing that nasu loves to do which we particularly saw in uh the the like kahu and hisui's routes of like oh you you know what's going on from a different perspective Mm -hmm. uh so we can kind of play with that a little and like um yeah 
Um, I Dramatic think irony. I think that's it. Like, yeah, strong prologue. I think general stuff is like, oh my god, there are like menus and multiple pages of uh-huh. saves. You can replay voice lines. This is gaming. I just, I don't think it'll come up again. Please don't play Rin's alarm sound ever again. Uh huh. I don't think I can take it. Um. Yeah, it's like it's a video game made by people who know how to make those uh-huh. in ways that Skihime just doesn't. Skihime and all of the like spin-off stuff just doesn't feel like. And part of that is like on script or EN being a less full fully featured mm-hmm. version than um on script or the original mm-hmm. that the the games were built on. But um yeah, there's just a bunch of nice stuff that has mm-hmm. changed. Next time on Fate Moon Archive. Fate's Day Night Days 1 through 3. Yeah, we're going to do the first three days. Um, If you're new here, we go through stuff slowly. Which we go pretty I, slow. You probably would have figured out by now. Given how how long like, are we on? We're somewhere around... Uh, we're at 316 recording time. So we're, are we at 316? Yeah. This is so much shorter. Yeah. We don't. I don't know how many episodes this route is going to end up being. This is going to be per route. Probably, uh, but we've decided. Yeah, hope, we're hoping for five total. The thing that we've decided is that we would rather have more episodes per route and take longer overall than try and cram like a third of a route into each episode or something like wild like that. Yeah. So previously, what we'd done is played the entire route. Yes. And then sit down and recorded until we get gave out through as much as we possibly could, and then stop and then come back tap out of five hours uh record the next chunk of as much as we possibly could and then stop and then come back as many times as that took and that was not sustainable Mm -hmm. uh either for our run times or uh energy for fen's immortal soul uh and so instead this time we're we're setting um goals up front and saying like hey we're only going to play the, the next three days. Again, I have played the entire thing. I will... Ben's I will, making a schedule for us as we uh, go. So Yeah, next time... So you generally know how long... Th- you when, can guess how long things will take, so we probably won't have super short episodes. No. When when our next episode goes up, there will be uh, a schedule in the description saying, hey, here's when we're... Or in our tweet or something uh, saying, hey, here's here's the schedule for each of the... the this would be a good time to play along. Tweet. Yeah. Uh unlike the Tsukihime um stuff that is of mixed quality and like kind of depends on you knowing Tsukihime really well, this is a great on point because it's an entire it's the start of a new era of Type Moon. Marin's the one who played Plus Disc and Kigetsu Toyo, but not Tsukihime, right? I think so. Shout outs for Marin for that deranged move. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh let's see we're part of the abnormal mapping network we are shout outs to abnormal mapping for covering fate stay night before us for letting us anywhere near them as usual uh and also yeah shout outs i can't to them listen for... to that episode yet but i am excited for it it's a great episode enjoyable you can find me at fennec.moe that redirects to my twitter i think mm-hmm. you can find us at um moonarchive.art mm-hmm. moonarchive.art slash schedule 
is an Excel sheet that lists all of the stuff that we are that we have the for the next ten years of podcast. We got a lot of podcasts. Um, moonarchive. Wait, oh yeah, moonarchive.art slash uh slash Yuri. Is that what <laughs> is it is? Slash Yuri. Uh, one sec. Is Yuri made me human on the Yuri list? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Um, yeah, moonarchive.art slash Yuri is a list of all of the stuff that we have covered in Yuri Tea Time. Much of it's not Yuri, but like I said, our it's Yuri by association, and yeah. the association is us. There's there's two tabs. There's Yuri, uh, which is everything. Much of that is not Yuri. And derogatory, which is when we <laughs> bring up stuff that we don't actually like, when but talk about need one, to like, for... Uh, wonder egg priority or something like yeah, that wonder egg priority harry potter princess connect <laughs> etc um <laughs> let's see oh right we did have real quick before we finish this outro actually where can people find you ben and then i'll i'm ben ends you can find me at ben ends on twitter you can find my not safe for work writing at doom gender also on twitter i'm working on a visual novel Mm. you can probably find that soon i have a patreon and shit not for this though we should do a patreon for this someday if it would be a little embarrassing to launch a patreon and get like three dollars sign up <laughs> um is that fraud sign up for your own patreon i don't know um we did have one question for the prologue we're just gonna slot it in it's quick mm-hmm. uh who's your favorite of the classroom trio Yukika, Kane, or Kaede? Kaede? What about Himuro? Or, okay, so Sesuga, Himuro, or... Oh, oh right, Maki first last names. Tsukihime doesn't have a lot of last names. No. Um, it's gotta be... Uh, Yukika? Segusa? Segusa. Segusa. She's just, she's a cute little lesbian, and I love her. She's adorable. I, to to your point where you're always like, oh, I have to, I'm going to pick a different girl partly because I think differently and also partly because I want to cover something different. I got to pick the uh, the girl who said that Taiaki and crepes are the same thing because they're both sweets wrapped up. I think we skipped over this, but Rin has a breakdown. That the whole everything girl... was like negative, <laughs> like photo negative. Uh-huh. Rin has a breakdown that any girl would ever think that two sweets taste the same. Uh huh. She's just like, N- that's not how the Dude, world works. Those are very different sweets. Yeah, but like, I don't know. They're they both tasty. They're both like, <laughs> they're both bread. I, my whole my vision just went photo negative. <laughs> they're both bread with sweet stuff inside. A crepe is not bread. It is carbs, but it is not bread. It's carbs. Okay, they're both bread. carbs with sweet stuff inside. One of them is an enclosed suite. A, a, a Pop-Tart is not a sandwich. <laughs> no, but like a Pop-Tart is is in the same ballpark as Taiyaki, which is in the same ballpark as a crepe. Sweet wrapped up. I guess they're all warm, too. This is deranged. Uh, there was also a follow-up question. This is from Lauren. Or, yeah, okay. They did sign there. Um, what's your favorite bit of Rin's Weird German? And follow up, what's the best bit of magic using narration? Um, I think we already covered it, but the anime's, um, uh, let's see, My Will Creates Your Body and Your 
sword creates my destiny uh-huh. is just that that is maybe my favorite fate chant part of any fate chant ever um i like rin saying uh big small to <laughs> it's, it's big it's small <laughs> it's, it's big it's very... small is it's just great the best like uh cool german she does i think is when she's like uh doing the uh command spell and she's like calling it a new a nail Mm. oh that's Mm -hmm. cool um and for like magic narration the bit where she's like fantasizing herself drowning in water and growing wings and scales and claws as she's casting the spell oh that's yeah that's just very sick if we're going for like narration not things that she actually says Uh, that that bit is entirely yeah the feeling of like oh my body i'm a mage Uh and yet using my magic circuit is rejecting humanity Uh it's just like it's incredible uh what a great premise delicious delicious lines there yeah oh yeah do we got any other questions no that was it yeah, you can send us questions. We'll answer them as we they, as we come up. Probably on mm-hmm. uh, we will probably do a questions episode at the very end of Stay Night. Yeah. Also, because yeah. it's gonna be a while. There's only three routes here, but it's gonna be a while before we get through Stay Night. And I'm sure there'll be people with wrap up questions. Yeah. But if you got little stuff on the way, or if you want to save them, whatever's up, whatever you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. you can send questions to. Is it? What's our email? Uh, crying rules actually at gmail.com crying rules actually at gmail.com right. you can find us at crying rules on twitter you already said that i did i don't think i did oh did you only give the website yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i completely blanked on twitter see we've been trying to be more professional this episode and now uh it's getting really hot in this room yeah it's very and... warm we're starting to like break down a little bit i think our profess our ven- thin veneer of professionalism I'd still say that this was one of our better episodes. Yeah, you had fun with that? It's only three fucking hours? Yeah, we like got through. We're never going to get through Stay Night. We're going to be in here forever. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. Mm. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. You know, Fen, one last thing. I'm looking forward to that, uh, our sign-off making literally any sense to anyone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not that far away from we're, CCC. We're pretty far. I, I think extra will be enough for people to get that, right? No. I mean, there's a digital C. Like, oh, the fact that okay. there's, you yeah. could describe something as a digital C. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't fit the vibe so far at all. But that's part of what makes it fun. One day, let's meet in the digital C.
I'm now recording. I'm Ben Enns, and this... I can't pull the name of... Uh, this is 99% Invisible. <laughs> Today we're talking about Saber's Sword. <laughs> Someday. I don't know that there are any that there's any anime that we watch that it would make sense. Maybe Apocrypha. Well, Apocrypha is probably the most shonen. Mm. But it would be very funny to do our. Oh, I need to turn myself down. I'm a little hot. Um, it would be very funny to you know how uh, GGP does the like do do do. Um, in between episodes, mm, the eye catch, yeah. Um, to just insert the Full Metal Alchemist guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fate Moon Archive. Fate Moon Archive. So, episode twenty-six. I remember saying that when we came up with the name for the podcast. I was like. Same acronym as, as Full Metal Alchemist, and I think you were like, "Who cares? We're not. We're not even. Uh, we have nothing to do with that." This is in the part of the podcast that may or may not get cut, depending on Ben's whims. Um, I have been given unlimited power, but I had a very sleepy morning yesterday, two days ago, where people were tweeting about Type Moon Ace, and I was like, "TMA." We're Goombas. That's our acronym. What is Type Moon Ace, real quick? Uh, Type Moon Ace is a um, magazine. It's like a fan, ma or I think it's put out by Type Moon, mm -hmm. but it's a collection for of like fans. fan work and for fans. Um, yeah, it's the kind of thing that I don't know really exists for anything in the U.S. Like, it's like. If Disney gathered up a bunch of like frozen fan art, um, and also some of the people who worked on Frozen did art for it, and then they put out a thing that was like half behind the scenes of Frozen and half They do that all the time. They just call it canon. And like, you know what I mean? Like Star Wars is that, right? Like there's so much Star Wars fan work books of world building done by people who are fans of that thing, but have been hired on to make canon work. I guess that's the yeah. case. Like the thing about Type Moon is that it, it allows for a division where people can make fan work and still be included in these kinds of books that they make. That isn't canon. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not the yeah. slavish devotion to canon. Yeah, it feels yeah. it feels very different. I don't yeah, know how because, like because you're allowed to get like friskier with it because it doesn't have to conform to canon guidelines. Yeah, so it's better. Yeah, fuck Disney. Yeah. Uh, who are we? We didn't do the intro. No. This is the... I haven't put a marker in yet. We haven't even started the intro, Ben. Yeah, we should do the this intro. This is post-pod. Oh, this is post-pod. Yeah. That's not how time works, Ben. 